0: (laughs) Issue eighty three. Who? Guys, welcome to mine fields. Sorry we're a day late kicking ass, being consistent, but it was my fault. Got a little too fucked up watching AEW. Sorry
1: about that. <laughs> Such is life. Such is life.
0: We got Mr. Tony Morales, our resident tough guy. Colin is still on set. He actually is wrapping up as of tomorrow, so he will be in our next recording. We miss him. Love you, brother. Uh, but
1: how you doing, man? You uh, you injected a guy. For, or you shot a guy for the first time. Yeah, yeah shot a guy just to watch him die. Were you no, in... I freaking uh gave my first injection day gave a vaccine to a patient for the first time Good got... times
0: dude can you smuggle one of them vaccines bro come
1: on it, uh, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't even what you were, it wasn't even that one <laughs> and you got to do like for that for for the covid vaccine you got to use it within like 30 minutes of injectt or Unfreezing? six, six uh once you get yeah, once you pull it out once you pop the seal it's got a six hour lifespan so you've got like six shots per vaccine, and I think it's a six-hour lifespan.
0: Dude, bad traffic in Colorado Springs, man. I can make it.
1: Huh? You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> no, I'm putting no. it. Oh yeah, just, freaking. Just uh,
1: it's been it's interesting, dude. Freaking. Uh, my boss was like, "You want to mix this? You mix these up real quick?" I was like, "Sure, yeah." And she just popped it on me. She's like, "Oh, by the way, you're giving this vaccine." Oh, well, all right then. Was it to an actual well, guy or just another
0: HPV vaccine or another sexed up teenager?
1: No, no, no. This was a freaking, uh, this was a Shingrix vaccine to a, um, I think she was an older lady. I believe she was 65 and up. And I just had to walk in there and, you know, basically, you know, not freak out and, you know, don't want to freaking, don't want to make her realize it's my first time giving a shot to a actual full bloodied human as far as an actual vaccine goes. Oh,
0: so, brother, I'm going to have you give me a shot and then that'll, that'll ease your nerves because I get so, I am terrified of needles, man. I, they, I mean, they scare the living dog shit out of me. Like to the point, like the last time I got my blood drawn, um, actually the last three times I got my blood drawn, I almost passed out and they, oh, end up, wow. they ended up having to give me a butterfly. Oh geez. Okay. Like, and for listeners that don't know what a butterfly is, that's the one in the wrist for little kids. <laughs> 'Cause they can't <laughs> Yeah. And and they had to they had to calm me down. Like like I it, it's it's bad man. I'm just not good with that. So I'll I'll, I'll give you the, the Joshua and Michael like then if you can handle me you can handle anybody.
1: <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, yeah dude, for, again, it was it was crazy. It was an interesting day. Got all excited about it 'cause I've been I've been making jokes about oh I get to stab somebody from freaking the last two months are you now certified to give Narcan? Uh, I suppose I am. CPR certified officially, freaking passed my shot giving class and pretty much good to go as far as everything goes.
0: What did they have me practicing on? Like, you know how like tattoo artists like work on like orange skin and shit.
1: Yeah, same thing. We use an orange. Awesome. Now, we use an orange uh for people that they didn't trust, they got a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> shaky hands I, I got a little I got a clementine so I was alright
0: yeah then you find out I, real, you find out real quick who the alcoholics are in their shaky ass hands at like 9 in the morning <laughs> yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong uh, alright so we've got a we've got a new gimmick cause uh it's a wrestling biz so uh you know the gimmick is to use gimmick as much as possible but uh there's a thing called the Morales rant and uh <laughs> Apparently, I'm just privy to this. I've only known you for like, like, what, like, maybe like nine months.
1: Yeah, about that. Freaking, cause we, we had this. We had my freaking. We did the interview after my surgery. So about six, actually, that we've actually been like talking and been friends and whatnot.
0: Dude, I've already been telling me, telling everyone, we're like we're like super like
1: best buds and shit, man. Don't
0: piss Morellis off.
1: Hold on. I'm no. <laughs> <laughs> um, not that guy anymore. Not that guy. But I was, I I was way calmer than me. I used to be. <laughs> no, so, okay, so
0: give us a brief breakdown about, because you said it's not that good of a story, but you got to tell our faithful MFers here that Britt the Hitman Hart sat his ass down to listen to you for just a minute.
1: Ah, uh, no, I was freaking, we did a couple, about almost 10 years ago at this point, freaking, we did a, me, Jason, Ryzen, and Paulie B did a did a weekend tour. We did we hung out in Winnipeg for a weekend and did some wrestling. Nice. And freaking I was God, I can't even remember what I was going off on, which is why I was telling you this isn't that good of a story. Home of Y2J but for sure, out. Oh, oh. I was going off on something freaking wrestling oriented in the locker room about some kind of some kind of stupid stupid thing somebody had done in a match possibly or something on those lines. And I'm just kind of going off about this whole thing. And, like, Bret Hart, I turned around, and there's Bret Hart just sitting here listening to me. I didn't even know he was in the room. And it was, like I think, five or six guys were listening on top of that. And that's who the guys I was ranting to. And, like I said, Bret was just listening. And, like, I turned around, and like, we made eye contact. He kind of nodded at me. Like, I knew what I was talking about. And I was like, this might be the one of the craziest things I've ever done. You're we ranting about wrestling, and here's Bret Hart, of all people, Hall of Famer, world champion, freaking, guy that knows his shit, freaking yeah. listening to me, and being like, this guy might actually have a clue, what he's talking about,
0: that's gnarly man, I, I like, I probably would have been, deer in the headlights man, uh, if the Hitman's listening to me, like, alright, I'm gonna shut up now, it's like, like, like you just got taught, caught talking shit about your mom, while your best friend's looking at you, like stop, she's standing right behind you, <laughs> Uh, that's, that's awesome, man. That's, that's a seriously good moment, man. But, uh, you, you were pretty, he- you were pretty heated after a uh, revolution, man.
1: Yeah, dude, it just wasn't, you know, freaking. I think, you know, AEW has kind of set a bar that I personally, I personally really enjoy a lot of what they do. I'm not going to say I agree with everything. I think some stuff they do is not stuff I would agree with. Right. As a, as a worker or a fan, but you know, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get that fed that you love everything all the time. It's just you know, to wrestling. You know, it's supposed to be for a little bit a little bit of something for everybody. I'm a big big fan of the three ring circus mentality myself. You know, you might not like the clowns, but you like the trapeze artist or you like the lion tamer. Yeah, you know, there's something for something for everybody basically. Agreed. You know, and like I said, I'm normally I'm I'm normally able to slide. Around the stuff I don't like because the stuff I do like I really really like, and like this time out, dude, freaking it started out really good with the uh, the women's tag and they brought in uh, Maki Ito. That was a and nice. Freaking, surprise. I lo- love loved that, and then freaking you know, Young Bucks versus Jericho and uh, MJF was it was a Young Bucks match. I'm not I I get the thought process behind the Young Bucks. I get why they do what they do, but it's just not for me. Correct. You know, freaking. Um, but yeah, like, there were a couple of matches that were really fun. Freaking hey Man Page and Matt Hardy, I thought was really good. Especially the ending where freaking he kind of embraced the Dark Order because, you yeah, know, it's been a story that's been re- very well told. But overall, there was, good. Like, like I said, the, the tag title match took me out of it. Freaking. The battle, the battle royal, what, the tag battle royal was what it was. The uh, freaking, I think one of the right teams won because, uh, he, dude, freaking, I'm a huge fan of Pac. I'm a huge fan of Phoenix. I think both guys are tremendous, and I love to see them do a little bit more as far as the product goes. But like the rest of the show was basically like a not so great episode of Dynamite. Like, I wasn't overly impressed.
0: Very good way to put it. I thought the uh, Christian showing up was. Uh...
1: Dumb. (laughs) I and I I will. I see. We were talking. I will totally disagree with you on that, because for some strange reason, my five-year-old son Connor, his all-time favorite wrestler is Christian. I've gotten. I. I had no idea how he even knows about Christian. He watches a lot of the the stop animation or stop uh, stop and go uh, action figure things on YouTube, and maybe that's where he got it from. But he loves Christian, and freaking, as soon as that music hit, I might have been one of five people in the world (laughs) that realized that was his freaking old TNA entrance music. Awesome. And freaking, I was like, oh, and he was sitting right there, and his eyes just lit up, and he got so excited.
0: Oh, that's awesome. personally,
1: Personally, I would have at least had him freaking say a couple words or maybe get into a fight with somebody or whatever to do a little bit more than just kind of come out, sign a contract, and leave. But like to see that joy on my kid's face, dude. That was freaking. That was best part of that show for me.
0: Completely unprovoked. Like it wasn't like you'd been watching all these Christian matches and he was supposed to like him. He was. That was completely unprovoked. That was his pure, unadulterated. I am happy, like beyond belief, that this guy just showed up and I know who he is. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's fantastic. You know, I would. I, you know personally, I you know I was thinking it was gonna be Angle. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I did freaking, too. I did too. I know. I know. People are still talking. Oh my god! It's got to be CM Punk. It's got to be Punk. Punk's finally coming back. Cool. I don't
0: get, I don't get if he did, then. it would have
1: been great. You know, because it would have been. It would have been interesting to see him finally do something in an actual ring again. But like, you know, for you personally, I would have loved to see Angle get get a last hurrah and a place that respected him.
0: Right. That's a good point. Like I, I'm not hating on punk though, man. Like it's just one of those things. Like it's after the MMA fights and then him being backstage on the
1: yeah yeah I'm, oh he, he, yeah his value definitely dropped yeah like as far as like as far as like being the guy the hardcore fans want to see
0: yeah you're at a cooking show and you should be fucking uh, eating <laughs> like yeah, yeah no I, I I but I love the fact uh, the one thing I still have in my heart man I'm. God, I wanted him, like, that was the only letdown I had at, at all in was there's no punk. Remember, like, mm-hmm. everyone was like, it's gotta happen, and I, like, and then, like, the, I see in the, the rumors that, like, they just slid into my DMs, like, they didn't call me, like, Dude, these guys are fucking scrappers, man. You're lucky this thing even fucking exists. <laughs> like, yeah. like this is how they work. I mean, when you're talking about well, Brett, Brett talking to you, I imagine that he was listening to you, enjoying that you had a handle in the business, but hoping that you'd explain to him this newfangled thing called Slipknot or something like that. Like, tell me what the new what the kids are
1: listening to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what the kids were listening to when I was a kid. Hell. <laughs> Uh, AEW, I loved it. Uh,
0: the one thing I did pop for of uh, this weekend was a, one of my best buds text messaged me, like, and this, I don't want to get too gross here, but I paused mid poop. <laughs> I paused mid poop, jumped in the shower enough to hose the stank off of me, got dressed. Uh, I was at Walmart within like 15 minutes, dude. Like <laughs> get i get I get the word that there's a there's a, 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 a um Orange Cassidy and a uh, no, not a cheetah God what's her Reho. name? Riho. A Riho. Like i was I walked in there wearing uh, dude, I was way marked out, dude, I was wearing a, a, a fucking a w shirt, everyone in that building knew where I was headed to <laughs> like, nice, walking nice. all fast, there they were exactly where where you said they were, and like man i was I was all proud, man, I really appreciate that man, like nice having that big boy money to get you know buy two action figures at once, God damn two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Living a privileged life.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it was fun, man. I really, really appreciate you reaching out to that. And uh, uh, one of my Not friends, good. one of my friends, I've been talking to. Uh, she was like, "Wait a minute, hold on a second here." Like, cause I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. They're like hauling ass there. Like, technically, Walmart's about fifteen, twenty minutes away from me. Uh, I'm on the phone. She's like, "You want me to go with you?" And, and she's like, "Wait a minute, are these the uh, the toys that you said that everyone has to have?" And I'm like, "Yes." She's like, Who's buying these toys? Grown ass men
1: <laughs> It's funny because it's true. It's a little sad but funny.
0: Grown ass men are buying these toys. And then and then I you know, I put the word out like, hey, there's two there's a Nick and a Matt here. Like time stamp it. Get your ass here. Like you if you wanted one, they're there. Buy the bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um for we get in the comics, I got I I told I, I sent you the pictures, man, but my uh, Kickstarter Spawn, man! I anyone that's a Spawn fan, fucked up not not giving the at least the seventy-five dollars, including the shipping. It was all it was seventy-five dollars total uh, for at least one of them. The package presentation was glorious. I'm talking, I get this really heavy box, and it's a tight box. Like you know when you get a box and you feel it's loose inside? No, it was perfectly tight. Open it up. There's another box, an even heavier box inside, with plastic, plastic ends around the inside box. So if this box got thrown around, the only thing that's going to get dented is maybe the inside box, like a placenta in a placenta. And open this thing up, the thick, thick paper or not like cardboard, you know, uh, on a uh, a slip, uh, slip case. Uh, it's got Spawn all over it. A uh, few of them are like nice and glossy, and they're just gorgeous. And ins- you open it up, and then um, before you open the uh, little red tab, little, the cloth thing to open it, it's got the glossy Spawn logo on it. Open that up, and you're staring at your toy, surrounded in perfectly molded foam. All the extras, like when this thing is going through the stratosphere while it was still available to to invest in, uh on kickstarter oh we we just hit this marker we didn't expect it so guess what we're adding an extra head you're getting an extra head if you like it, it was the um you know meat meat face uh spawn oh we just hit this marker now you're getting a couple of blasts of necroplasm it's gonna attach to those we, on uh, we hit this marker now everyone's getting the infamous spawn sword like holy shit and there they were just perfectly there Uh, The Blister Pack, it's a remake of the original first Todd Toys figure of the original Spawn. The original issue was like uh, a hodgepodge of bullshit and and extra things, but it was a director's cut because it came with a comic in the back, but it was a director's cut on the heaviest paper they could have found. And all these extra behind-the-scenes things, if you bought the uh, Spawn uh, number one reissue from like five, six years ago, it, it was basically that. And but with just better paper and but the blister pack you can reseal. There's not tape or anything like that. There's like little bubble points that you can just pop it back into. And the figure is heavy. The hands are actually claws. Like like it, like they're pointy. Like if you held them, if you pushed them too hard, it would hurt. Uh, the chains are great. Uh, giant ass revamped gun. Um, I really hope he does another Kickstarter, man. This time I'm gonna buy the, the whole bitch instead of just buying just one of them. But uh, I. Like I, what I sent you like thirty photos of it. <laughs> Quite a few, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's what I got for them, man. It was just I, I've opened it, reopened it, played with a little bit. The the cape has these nice gatefold like hinges. Uh, all the extra things. Like, have you noticed? Have you actually like examined all the points of articulation on one of the new McFarlands, like for the DC line? I have not. No, they have. Uh, like the way the the joints from in the uh, in the crotch region where your legs spread open, like they, they've got new technology, like the new technology they're doing for that, and uh, he, he even like because Spawn is wearing like a symbiote suit, like or it looks like you know spandex or something like that, you could even see his toes through it. Really? Yeah, you could even see his. They articulated the toe, toe the toes. Nice little stand. Oh. Just and, and, and Todd was so gracious about it. Like, listen, here is the box, but I'm not going to show you what it looks like to open the box, and I don't want you to ruin the surprise. He cared enough to know that we that sort of thing is like important to us. And it uh, Todd's on top, baby. He like, the uh, did you check out the uh, new uh, Justice League fi- uh, figures?
1: I haven't yet seen them yet, no. Aquaman.
0: Because, uh, everyone looks really cool except for Aquaman. So. Yes, yeah, everyone looks cool except for Aquaman. Like the 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 uh, promotional photos for Flash, like they have him posed and where he's got his fingers on the ground, his legs are like one leg bent, one extended, lightning everywhere. Uh, they they perfectly recreated that, and the Steppenwolf and the Dark Side man. Holy shit, man! They are. Uh, they're double the price of a regular figure. Uh, apparently they're like a solid 12, issues, uh, 12 inches tall. Um, didn't think they'd make something bigger than the Bane I got. and Yeah. And not only that, but it's the Steppenwolf is the redesigned Steppenwolf for the, the new Justice League. And that's coming out, uh, I think, Friday. Oh, wow, really? Or maybe it was... It's got to be Friday. To, or was it the 10th? It's, it's coming out... So, I'll, I'll look it up. Today's the 10th, so... They accidentally uh, released it early two days ago and had to remove it real quick on oh, H- wow. HBO Max. So some people got a treat. Some people got a treat. Nice. I'm going to watch it. Uh, obviously, you know, we're we're doing our best because COVID. We're protecting our families. But uh, the second we get a chance, man, once, once I get the vaccination, man, uh, I, I hope you're cool with us, like, you know, watching the pay-per-views and all the dc shit that comes out man because watching those cartoons by myself i mean they're awesome but Mm -hmm. is it as good as watching it with morales probably not i'm expecting you to pause it eight million times to explain something and i absolutely expect that
1: (laughs) nice yeah no you got a chance to man you got to check out that batman soul the dragon that was freaking phenomenal
0: yeah i need to go pick that up at walmart well, I go look for more McFarlane figures. That uh I went I went back to the fountain place that McFarlane's gone. The the Batman the the the, the McFarlane Batman Batman? Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. That's all right, I'll find it. I bought enough action figures for a long time. I bought yeah. But I appreciate let me rant on like that, man. Uh but give us we we mentioned it earlier and I know a lot of fans out there, myself included, uh but not any more had a real big problem with like all the constant reboots that's going on in dc but i wasn't actually that invested at dc at the time because i don't know if i wasn't paying attention um been drinking too much i don't know but with the way things are going man i didn't care a living anything about doing future state like everything was great like at first i was like another reboot or, or relaunch Uh, of the universe uh can can you give us some insight and how you feel when they do the these relaunches rebirths new 52 future state
1: i'm not gonna lie dude freaking i got back into comics because of the the new 52 that was like my that was my big thing I'd, i'd freaking fallen off for a long long old time just don't remember why pray tell but i just i stopped caring freaking i happened to you know freaking see a couple issues of the new 52s and number one Batman's and whatnot at Hastings and Amarillo and freaking jumped on it and freaking picked up a couple issues and got me back in. So, I mean, I get why they do them. Cause they're freaking, you know, everybody loves a new number one, but like, you know, they did that. They did rebirth, which is also cool. Very. And, but now they're starting up this infinite frontier and it's kind of, it's, it's, What I would constitute as a soft reboot, because they're kind of, it seems like the, you know, all the future state stuff, which is five years from now in theory, timeline wise, is uh, they're kind of merged. They're they're still doing a lot of what they were doing previously, right? But at the same time, they're kind of they're they're giving hints towards some stuff that was definitely brought up in uh in future state. So it kind of seems like it's like we're maybe let's say say thirty five percent towards becoming future state because it seems like it's going to be one of those things where future state like if the fans really really receive future state well then we're going to keep that they are going to keep that going and if freaking nobody cares we're just going to drop it and it never happened.
0: I think one of the reasons why I wasn't so pissed off is because it didn't feel like a cash grab. Like, every time Marvel does some new relaunch or something, it always feels like some bullshit cash grab, man. Every single time, man. And uh, the only thing I have, I'm griping about is the fact they haven't finished Future State yet. Because I'm looking at this week's DC Comics, American Vampire, there are no Future State here. Not at all. You're seeing this? Yep.
1: Well, they got that next Batman, apparently. It's a, it's a download, but...
0: yeah. So, I'm, I'm from what I read online, they still have to finish up what's going on in Future State. I I don't care if they do a fucking, like, $30 book and everything's in there. I'll get it, man. Like It's going to be epic. Like, one of those, like, X-Men Omega things. Like, give me a cool cover. Yeah. And that sort of thing. Let's have some fun. I just... I, I think... Well, I'd like to think the reason why that uh, Infinite Frontier is coming out so fast is because just they're trying to get caught up on the whole COVID thing. Because remember, like, when... COVID happened, like, comics were, didn't come out for, like, a month. Yeah. And, you it know... It was longer than that.
1: I think it was, like, two or three, I felt like.
0: No, it was it was about a month. And, but, but even what came out was, like, maybe five, six titles from each one, and then we got all those rumors that DC was gonna shut down comic creation at all, except for, like, eight titles a month. Just, mm-hmm. that's it. And luckily, I haven't seen anything else. Dude, that scared me, man. Uh, all, all that. But... Give us some. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but uh, I'm sure our listeners have or have not yet. Uh, why? Why should we be invested in uh, the ongoing? Uh, Infinite I, Frontier. Yeah. Why am I spa- I always space on shit like that, man. Infinite oh, Frontier, dude.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, dude. This freaking this this book's pretty good. It's very reminiscent of uh, the Rebirth one shot they did when they kind of like sent you kind of taking a little bit a little sneak peek towards everything. So we open up, and like we uh, like we knew from uh, End of Death Metal, Wonder Woman is basically giving herself up to the spirits. You know, she that way the um, the world wouldn't end, and she's you know she's in this uh, she she's out there viewing the multiverse basically, and she comes across the Quintessence, which are basically the top you know, basically the top five gods of the multiverse from what it looks like um, we got one of the oh, what are the one the, the guys guardians. from Oa oh, uh, yeah one of the guardians are there we've got the phantom stranger freaking uh and the specters there and the specter they basically you know they basically want wonder woman to join their union but wonder woman has some trepidation she's like you know if if you know i was told there'd be a price to save save the world and I don't know what that price is yet. And they're basically... Um, they send the Spectre to show her what her friends are doing to show that everything's okay. The, the Spectre's not an
0: accidental thing, man. That's that's when they bring in, like, Dr. Fate or Miracle Man or the Celestials. Uh, it's a challenging thing to, to just bring in. And, and, like, I read today that the Eternals movie is they're saying the most challenging movie that they have ever made because flashback to guardians, like who cared about guardians of the galaxy 10 years ago? Yeah, it was
1: guardians of the galaxy ant-man. Um, there's several characters that you were like, eh, it's cool. But like, I'm going to go see it cause it's a Marvel movie. hundred percent. But like you were really, you weren't really invested in the characters. And those are the ones that kind of those are the ones that kind of blew you away a lot of the time because you weren't really you went in there with low expectations.
0: I went in there with some serious high expectations for Guardians, man. And how did you feel reading uh, Infinite Frontier Number Zero,
1: man? Like did 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 it break it up too small? Did it? No, nah, it was it was solid, dude. Freaking, like I said, it was definitely rebirth, rebirth number one. That rebirth one shot thought process. You know they go. They check out, you know, she goes and sees Superman and freaking we find out that uh, Black Adam might actually be helping be a superhero now instead of a villain, which is a very interesting thought process. You know, we go to, we go viewing Gotham City and it turns out that Arkham Asylum has been hit by Joker gas. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, the thing is, there's one, there's one guy here that hasn't, one guard that hasn't been, uh you know, taken over by the Joker guest yet. Is his name and coincidentally
0: Jack Napier?
1: <laughs> no, no, it's uh his his name's just Mahoney. Like he's just a redheaded guy named Mahoney. And like he goes in there and he sees Bane locked up and he goes and pulls Bane's mask off and freaking they jokerized Bane and he's dead. Excellent. O D
0: <laughs> Sounds yeah. like hardcore O D.
1: Pretty much. You know, and freaking we've got, we, you know, we see Oracle and Huntress here a little bit. We turn around and we see freaking uh, Lucius and Jace Fox playing chess. And freaking, you know, they're they're talking about stuff and they're talking about, you know, what to do with the, uh, how much this money that Bruce Wayne gave them. Because Bruce Wayne couldn't take his money back because everyone knows he's Batman. And what they're going to do with it. And then Grifter interrupts them because Grifter's their bodyguard. And he tells them they need to hide because there's a code green, which means some though there's a Joker attack on Arkham. Code green. Yep, code green. And freaking, you know, freaking uh, Governor, or Mayor Nakano, who apparently won the Mayoral ship, is, you know, trying to handle this. At the same time, Batman is just like, I'm on my way. You know, and Batman... And then we go to Themyscira... And freaking, they're fighting over who's who's going to be Wonder Woman. And freaking, uh, Nubia ends up winning, but she doesn't end up becoming Wonder Woman. She ends up becoming the queen of the Amazons because Hippolyta is going to go find out what happened to her daughter.
0: Now that's a nice swerve there. That is a beautiful
1: swerve. Yeah.
0: Those sort of thoughts... absolutely man I'm sorry I'm getting like I'm swimming here oh, no, right I, I, I appreciate
1: good. it I was going to go to the next point but get your point in real quick
0: no it was just one of those things like that that sort of swerve like uh, who saw that coming yep nope. everyone expected her online to be the next Wonder Woman we even talked about it like a couple episodes ago um, mm-hmm. and no no they they didn't give us that bullshit thing like oh it's a black Wonder Woman no this is a woman that happens to be black that kicks ass. And now she's the queen of Themyscira. Uh, sign me up. Like, don't let me down. Like, I, I'm, I'm loving this. Thank you. I, I yeah. appreciate
1: you. Uh, I did not mean to interrupt you. I get excited sometimes. I apologize. No, no you're good, dude. You're good. But yeah, then we go to, if you can see, the Wonder Woman from Brazil, Yara Flor. And she's, um, she's at an airport getting ready to leave. But it turns out she's being followed by two women and we we know nothing about and we end up going to visit the Justice Society of America and we've got Jade and Obsidian and they're um they're twins and their father is the original Green Lantern Alan Scott and he's talking about how he's got to freaking live with his truth and he's got to find out um he's got to find the rest of the old Justice Society of America and he turns out he talks about it and he ends up admitting to his family that he's gay. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. No, I okay. that is that is a
0: story I can really chew on man. because that is not a one of those things that I've always bitched about, you know, talking down to any sort of um LGBTQ community. That is that is a hard-hitting thing, man. That's not to be taken lightly. Uh, one of my heroes, DJM, like you know, finds out his dad's gay, like on the worst, mm-hmm. like worst way, dying of AIDS. Like this is oh, not geez. this is not something that you can just add into a story, thinking that uh, you're pandering to a group to make sure everyone thinks you're diverse or progressive or. Uh, inclusive. No, this is a story that it, it feels like someone really wanted to tell. And uh, please continue. Uh, I apologize again. Oh no, dude,
1: you're good, man. Freaking. Cause I, cause I, remember, I think one of the, cause then another parallel earth at one of the points, like earth two or Earth three, I think he's gay as well. But like, I think this is the first time in main continuity, they've gone there with it. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see what they're going to do with it as far as the justice society. Um, then we go in here. We're seeing the uh, beginnings of Titans Academy. We see a bunch of students getting ready to head over to Titan Towers on a boat, and everyone's got their special Teen Titans backpacks. And real quick at the end of it, we see one guy. We can't see his face yet, but he's pulling out the Red X mask out of his backpack. Oh. Just happening, just to ha- happen to have
0: that in the backpack. All right, so red face mask. Are we talking red hood?
1: No, we're talking a red X. Ooh. So that's definitely going to be, like, they're, they're definitely you know, going to play that that part out in Titans Academy, which would be a very interesting read, seems like. And we go forward and we see another Superman, but this one's Jonathan Kent. I'm really loving Jonathan, man. How do you feel about him? I really don't read enough of him in all honesty. I need to kind of want to pick some stuff up, see what he see what's happening. Cause the thing about it is, is while well, Wonder Woman's talking about how great he is, Spectre's talking about the evil inside of him and how they can't trust him. And it seems to, at the end of it, you know, Wonder Woman's just like, you know, all you, all I see about him is his wisdom and compassion and him going out of his way to help people. But they're like, you know, and, but the Spectre at the same time is like, eh, he's doing it now, but is he going to, you know, continue to do it? How did they paint the Spectre? I mean, did did you did,
0: did they do that too ominous thing they always do? Or did they really pull it
1: off? I felt like they pulled it off. I feel like he's great. Like, he, he's definitely a good guide for Wonder Woman. But, like, he just kind of, he feels like he's holding back a little bit. Like, he doesn't, like, there's something he wants to tell Wonder Woman, but, like, he just can't do it for whatever reason. So, but after that, we end up going to, uh, we got Green Arrow and Canary, freaking, they're just kind of lying down, just lying down on the couch, watching TV, and he, uh, Green Arrow gets a phone call, and, like, he doesn't, he doesn't answer it, and, but then they end up hanging up, and he's like, and Canary's like, can you track the call? And he's just like, I, You know, yeah, I came from an old Q phone, so no. Well, there's only a short amount, there's only a few people that have that phone. So it shouldn't be that hard to find out. And then on the next page, we find out that it was freaking Roy Harper. I'm not familiar with that name, brother. I apologize. No, no, dude. Roy Harper was, uh, he was speedy, and he was Arsenal in the uh in the uh, in Red Hood and the Outlaws so apparently he died and he he's back from the dead and he's freaking trying to get a hold of people so he's he's gonna start calling all the old Teen Titans and then he ends up just saying like nah I'm done and just kind of throws all you know freaking he leaves his arrows leaves his freaking bow throws his phone in the trash and just starts walking off into the desert hit trying to hitchhike Did they in any would, way
0: hint how Future State ended?
1: They haven't brought it up at all, actually. Like, like I said, it just seems like it's kind of... This is going to lead towards some stuff from Future State, but not... not every, like, it seems like it's going to kind of wait and see and see who, who and what gets played out. Because from there, we end up going back to Arkham, and Batman's trying to get to Arkham... And it's just showing people in his life right now. Commissioner Gordon, Harley, Ghostmaker, Catwoman, Red Hood, Penguin, Clown Hunter, Nightwing, and Punchline, among others. So it's just kind of showing him and it shows him he actually finds Mahoney because Arkham ends up blowing up. He finds Mahoney missing an arm and a leg. And just trying to, you know, freaking trying to, the cops show up and they're trying to arrest Batman. And he's like, you know, shoot me if you want, but I'm, I got 17 people in there I got to save. So then we end up going to this other character in Gotham by the name of uh, Simon Saint. And he's talking to somebody and it turns out that he's um, setting up the magistrate program. All but right the person he's explaining this to ends up being the scarecrow. All right, that gives me some serious goosebumps on that one. Setting up the oh, or, or,
0: like doing doing the reverse. I'm all for it, man. Like, give me something that challenges me and challenges you to be a good writer. The fact that we've seen the end result of well, not the full on end result, but know what the repercussions are. Like, um, getting to see Terminator 2 before you get to see Terminator One. Mm-hmm. Um, All of a sudden, it, 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 I wouldn't have expected that. I, I would have expected them to just... Magistrate would have been something that like someone 10 years from now that really loved uh, Future State, you know, really wanted to bring back. And now we're getting uh, serious goosebumps on that one, man. Awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that's awesome. The next thing we end up going to is the... Uh, we got Barry Allen and Wally West. And they're in outer space with the... Uh... President Superman... I can't remember which, which Earth he's from in particular, but he's from a particular Earth. But they're basically, um... Wally and Barry are talking. And Wally's actually gonna leave because they want him to map out this new multiverse. And he basically <laughs> leaves Wally to become the new Flash on Earth. Because he knows he knows he can do the job. Now... Even extra goosebumps on that one,
0: man, because no one can tell a multiverse story better than Grant Morrison, or fuck up a multiverse story better than Grant Morrison.
1: <laughs> but yeah, but the story ends up... We, we think the story ends... where The uh, the quintessence... Yeah, Wonder Woman ends up actually turning them down, saying that she's not quite ready to give up being Wonder Woman yet. And all the quintessence are talking... And they're like, you know, luckily she didn't find out what we're hiding <laughs> And then this from behind they're all impaled by this darkness. And all of them are just stabbed right through the head. And freaking we see this we see this guy, we don't know who he is talking. But they're talking about how the, the new multiverse is now infinite and he's just like, But I am finite. I am final. Dark side is the end. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. Snyder rolls again. His influence.
1: <laughs> so we've definitely got we got a bigger, badder, much more badass freaking dark side to deal with.
0: And 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 they use dark side sparingly. That's what I love about mm-hmm. that. How many Joker stories have we had in the past decade since New Fifty Two? It's like there's least... <laughs> Yeah. I uh, I'm not even a, like I'm not even questioning the fact that you pulled it out that like <laughs> so fast. That's awesome,
1: but yeah, that, that's that's too much Joker. You you got family death of the fam death of the family or in, uh, in the family for sure. Yeah, freaking uh, Joker it- War jokes and riddles. Joker War. Um, what was the one where uh, when they ended the New Fifty Two because they turned the Joker as a Justice League. Um, freaking. I can't recall off the top of my head with that end game, I think.
0: End game, and then uh,
1: Darkest Night on Earth. Um, Darkest Night on Earth. Uh, freaking. Technically, you could count freaking death metal and metal.
0: 100%, because we know we got the, the, the Batman that The lasts. Jokerized Batman.
1: Yep. Um, so That's so that legitimately a seven right there. Yeah. I wasn't even wrong.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like, the reason I brought it up is because. Uh, you gotta use your character sparingly you can't have John
1: Cena winning the belt every single night you no because then you get the freaking then you're back in WWE 2007 to <laughs> through 2010 it was not during that time man like actually John
0: Cena is what turned
1: me off of uh, watching WWE. Actually, 2000, 2005 to 2010 because 2010 was the whole Nexus Survivor, uh, SummerSlam fiasco we need a rapping Joker no <laughs> just no there will be no beat dropped. Was that all the stories from uh, Zero? Yeah, that was all. That was everything from
0: Infinite Frontier. How do you feel as a, as a? I got two questions here. Okay. Ever since that you've been doing the podcast with me, I hope it hasn't ruined comics for you to make it feel like work, and like coming at it from an academic uh, academic approach, and then also. Well, Man, uh, like, I'm trying to figure out how to word this as a solid first issue because the first issue is always the hardest. You got to introduce these people, you got to make people care right away. I mean, do you do you feel they did a kick-ass job on like you know pulling off that one that new? I mean, like the second you said Dark Side and and uh, new new Queen of Themyscira. I mean, like you said all these things that just made me pop. Like I haven't read it yet. But how did you feel now that uh, from coming from both perspectives?
1: I I really enjoyed it. It def- like I said, it definitely gave me some rebirth, freaking that one rebirth one shot vibes. But I like I like a lot of what they're doing. Um, I thought it was I thought DC dropped the ball on like Green Arrow when they dropped that one, and the fact that Green Arrow was in here, kind of I'm I'm hoping they freaking bring back either a Green Arrow book or I think he's going to be in the new J- uh, Justice League. I hope I, so. Yeah, man, I'm freaking always, I always freaking loved that character. I, um, I like the fact that they freaking added in elements of future, like building towards future state, like bringing in Simon Saint, who created the magistrates. Apparently, you know, they brought, they made a point to have Yara Floor in there. They made a point to have Jace in there. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff from future state that seems to be sticking around, and I think that's like I said, it's a soft reboot. But I think they're putting, they're kind of, this is going to be the middle between Rebirth and Future State. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that. Interesting. Plus, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Wally West as a Flash, particularly since we know what happens with him in Future State.
0: Right. right.
1: So that, that could be, I mean, if Barry comes back and freaking, like, he doesn't, like, if Wally. Turns into famine while Barry's away mapping out the multiverse. That could be pretty crazy. I love the challenge. I lo- I plus, love they add, plus, they added in the whole thing with Red X and freaking uh, Teen Titans and uh, Academy and Grifter. And Don't Grifter. forget Grifter. Grifter. Well, well, Grifter had started. Grifter had been he 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 got hired right before they did uh right before they went to Future State.
0: No, and, and I, he, I agree. I'm just happy that he's kicking ass The Lone Survivor of Wildcats. Yeah. I love that book growing up. Shoot. I love that fucking book, man. Um, now, alright, so we're talking about a good first issue. We're talking about all the ways that we popped. I want to talk about The Walking Dead number 10. Alrighty. This is like, I, I gotta admit, this is like I was reading Ready Player... I read Ready Player 2. Um, not as good as Ready Player 1, obviously. Uh, and I'm not shitting on it because obviously the, the Part 2 always sucks. No. Uh, for anyone that ever says Part 2 sucks, they've never seen Back to the Future Part 2. Uh, they're idiots. Or Terminator 2. Or Terminator 2. Good. Uh, gr- or or so Aliens. Or are all, they're all, they're all a Dark Knight. Or, exactly. A dark knight. Or Aliens. Aliens. Oh, yeah, aliens. Aliens is superior. This is like... Getting to watch uh Thor Dark World, uh, dude. I saw <laughs> I, I saw the funniest meme today. It popped me so hard, man. I, I have never laughed at a meme so hard before. It was a uh, it was a meme where they took the scene where uh, Hela was like, "You can't defeat me," and Thor's like, "No, I can't, but he can." And then the next, you, you see uh, the dude from uh, Hades coming out and you know, ready to destroy all of Asgard, but it was uh it was I'm not I'm not fat shaming anyone, but it was a picture of a fat chick in a bikini going, You can't fat shame me, and then Thor going, No, I can't, but he can, and it was just a picture of Al Bundy smiling. <laughs> 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 to 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 quote you, he's not wrong. <laughs> Oh my god, like, it, it just, like, I'm talking, it was just, I've never laughed at a meme so hard before. <laughs> just Al with his hands in his pockets, smiling, ready to destroy somebody. I mean, like, in and, and Al, like, not gonna go on that God tangent. bless him. God bless, god bless him. him. He, he, he had a, a, a shoe salesman... <laughs> salary and he had a like a three-bedroom house in Chicago like yeah he was usually late with his bills but he wasn't going into bankruptcy the like the kids loved like even though they they fought a lot like there was those episodes where someone pushed the bundies and all of them threw down without question yeah um back to Ready Player Two uh they mentioned how uh, now that they've got this new Neuralink thing where you can go into the Oasis with uh, something that literally plugs into your brain, not Ghost in the Shell style, but just reads the uh, electrical pulses and influences them. You can feel, you can taste in the Oasis. and uh, But you're also able to constantly record anything that happens to you in the Oasis or your memories. and reading the walking dead the deluxe version in color is like getting to do that like it's it's an odd thing for me because i am reliving where i was what i was doing what happened that day with every issue and getting all these ghosts from the past i mean like carl just got shot uh you know they they just left that weird little town where they thought they were safe and then the 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 sign slid down like get out, don't go inside, you know, dead inside, and, um, well, it didn't say dead inside, that was from the elevators, or the, the door in the hospital, but they're going hunting, we got Rick, we got Tyrese, and Carl gets shot, and, you know, some guy thought he was a deer, and like, hey, I'm sorry, Rick's gonna kill him, I'm like, hey, we got my farm, my, I'm staying at this farm just around the corner, and we get to meet Herschel, we get to meet Maggie, uh, like, people that are... Interval into the story, we've got Dale chewing out um, Rick's wife, like, "Hey, I got to talk to you." Uh, long story short, I'm pretty sure you fucked Shane, and if you did, and that's his baby, take it to your grave. Don't don't do this. We need Rick. We're talking leadership roles here. Where we Herschel just being there in the first place. I mean, them getting to sleep in real beds for the first time, uh, well, second time actually, and. The breakdown of the dad whose wife who was just murdered, you know, by the by the walkers. They were still calling them zombies at this time. Uh, it's it's like getting a this wonderful flashback. I, like, but at the same time, though, that my my question here is is I don't even realize it's in color. Like I've read Walking Walking Dead since forever. Uh, since the my first issue was fifty two, by the way, when we first get a uh, or maybe it was fifty six when um, Abraham first shows up. That was. 2007 oh okay I, I i'm glad they're re-releasing it I, I'm, I'm happy they're making their money I'm, they're laughing all the way to the bank this is the third printing of the walking dead they didn't do reprints of them they did the Walking Dead weekly up to like 51 or two or something like that uh came out weekly just just reprinting it and i sold that for like 150 bucks by the way that entire run and oh, nice. yeah just for the reprints and now we've got these ones in color I, I i'm happy they're having fun i'm i'm liking that they're they're not really refining it but would you feel the same way i am feeling if you'd read the walking dead like the i'm not reading it for nostalgic qualities but i'm certainly enjoying getting to remember a story that i i just loved so dearly that ended so abruptly would you would you be okay with anything like that that you were you know just over the moon for
1: uh, yeah definitely down to check it out yeah no I'm like just saying about... I was never huge into like The Walking Dead but yeah, I could definitely see like if they re-released like some 90's X-Men runs I'd probably be down to pick that up again that'd be great
0: some old Fabian says shit just recolored uh, that stuff needs to get recolored the, no no, mm-hmm. doubt, no doubt about it if they did an ultimate print of X-Men number 1 um, I would sign up for every copy of it uh, I, 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 if I had the money I would have a, a, a 8 foot long reprint of Jim Lee's full spread of that X-Men cover and, and giant posters that came with all, remember with all the posters in the back were and soon to come that was the first time we saw Omega Red Mm-hmm. Fabio um you know reintroducing the brood I don't know yeah. uh, the, the, man. Uh, the reason I brought this up in general is just to just ask you about that do, do you do you like nostalgic things like that I mean because this is actually nostalgia
1: no definitely I'm all about it freaking like I said before I freaking bought my uh, before I had my surgery in September I went out. I went out and I bought a PS One and bought a whole bunch of the old school games to play while I was freaking healing up. Shit, man! Like I, think... I got, I got all four Twisted Metals. I got X Men: Mutant Academy One and Two. All three, the first three Res Evils. Freaking uh, Castlevania: Symphony of the Night. Like I, I, I think I bought, I think I, I, think in the span of like two, three months, I think I bought a PlayStation One and like right around twenty twenty five games all right keep bragging so i'm i'm definitely all down for that nostalgia nonsense i will freaking... it's free it's fun all
0: right, so we're having a sleepover all uh junior high, and we're staying up till seven a m and beating Resident Evil 2 on the on playstation one man that that's that's happening no, it was oh, two. yeah oh, it was was we're that fine. two... We're talking pizza and freaking light beers. Dude, light beers that we stole from our dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have some fun with it because like those I remember staying up till like six, seven A. M. with my buddy beating PlayStation uh Tomb Raider Two.
1: Dude, I did the same with the... Uh, I went to my cousin's house, freaking bought Resi three, freaking stayed up till legit like I think five, six in the morning, beat it in the first night.
0: I've I've never beaten a game like that before. Like I remember watching my friend uh, Leonardo beat Teenage Mutant Turtles Number Two, the arcade game, in like
1: three hours. Something Ain't like... that a little bit on the nose? You and your buddy Leonardo, <laughs> yeah, Ninja Turtles. Ain't that a little on the nose? I think
0: he was a little. It was a little too coincidental. But his mom was Peruvian and super uh, cat and super Catholic. So I, I I I I was I factored that more into that because I was more concerned that I was going to go to hell, but
1: but if you did, you at least beat turtles on the way out.
0: No, oh, I just watched them beat turtles, man. Like I had no part in that, man. That like that game was impossible. That that game was more impossible than the first one.
1: But I as, don't know if I go that far. It was way better though. The first one was impossible. <laughs> first... I never beat. I never beat the first one,
0: dude. I never beat the first one with Game Genie. <laughs> like, like I, I couldn't even beat it with the Game Genie. I, I, dude, like we gotta go. Like when I get my own place in a second, like or my new place, um, uh, we're gonna go through my storage unit and we're gonna find some shit. But I still have the Game Genie with the book and my Nintendo still works. And we're gonna, we're gonna beat that first one.
1: <laughs> even with the Game Genie, I don't. Dude, I don't think it'd be done. I don't. I, I've never met anybody that's ever beaten that game.
0: Not my life. Uh, someone posted online like uh, uh, my kids want a PlayStation Five. I told them if they beat this game, I'll go out and buy it. It was just a picture of Ninja Turtles one, but yeah. like the the, the cartridge were there all with the red red mass and the blimps behind them. Yeah, never mm-hmm. never been done <laughs> yeah. I, that I've personally known. I'm sure yeah. some some dudes out there done it, but yeah, just uh, sorry for the nostalgia. I just wanted to just bring that. That's why like, I've talked about with you like off camera about that sort of thing in general just uh but i just wanted to bring up the nostalgia factor on that one like am like are we reliving something or is it more of a this is time to study it because all the notes and annotations in the back are probably the best part like reading scary stories in the dark i mean the, those stories were scary but the, the best part were the uh, annotations in the back and the references and i think i
1: I think i mean a you know it's freaking it's part of reliving your youth and b it's freaking it's kind of it's kind of cool to just kind of go back and just freaking it you know it's a part of your brain that you know was young and dumb and just had fun you know those games were just fun i read some you 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 weren't just you weren't just you know you were you were playing it because you enjoyed it you weren't necessarily trying to just beat the game right I just like, like I, I have so many more games that I freaking have beaten on my PlayStation 4 than I ever beat on the PlayStation One.
0: I've I've beat very little games, man. Uh, the The hardest game it was, and it, it still kills me to this day. Was I was playing the original Batman NES game uh, with Game Genie, where it was infinite lives, infinite batarangs. I mean, like three hours later, I get to the end where it's the you're fighting the Joker. You get in the, you get, I'm pretty sure you're in Arkham Asylum, and you get to this room where it's just, you're on one end, he's on the other, uh, on the right, on the far right, and in bet- you've got a very small little space there, and in between them, in between you, is this pit. And mm-hmm. um, he's throwing sh- you know cards at you, doing maximum damage, it's very difficult to time it, and I slip into, I slip into the pit, and i can't die. Aww. Oh. i had to turn it off. <laughs> like there i that, that's why the uh second for genesis and super nintendo had a a switch like a physical switch on the actual game genie that you flipped it and it would turn off everything that you turned that that you activated for it. So that wouldn't happen And like oh dude it was Nice. That actually uh that happened right when Princess Diana died. (laughs) Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, my mom interrupted my gameplay.
1: (laughs) You'll always remember where you were, I guess. Yeah. I think I was at a an RV park, if I remember correctly. My dad is this. My dad has this. He still has this old RV, and we every like summer we would take it out to go to these RV parks every now and again. And I'm pretty sure that's where I was.
0: God, I was pissed. <laughs> well, I appreciate it letting me share that with you. And guys, hit us up uh, online, uh, email. Let as...
1: us know if you've ever beaten the first Ninja Turtles movie, or Ninja Turtles game.
0: And we will call you a filthy liar.
1: <laughs> but we'll still say your You're name. You're probably not wrong. But we'll, put you, we'll put you over on air. We'll put you over, but we're still going to shit on you. Yeah. You would want it that way, let's face facts. I would too, man.
0: I'm not going to... Like it, like if I met Chris Jericho, you know, watching my hero, or even fucking Stone Cold, and he was nice to me, I'd be really pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> now don't don't politic me, don't thank me for being a fan, call me a piece of shit, tell me you're gonna stomp a mud hole on me, say I'm on the list, <laughs> like make me believe it, like please God, I've li- <laughs> anything other than you being nice to me. <laughs> Aww. Give me some info tear, man, like, for Batman, because I was going through, I, would, I, I got it, but I was going through the art, and holy shit, man, you
1: weren't kidding about the artwork, man. Like, that... Oh, yeah, no, nah, this, this new design for Scarecrow was fantastic.
0: Better than Last Night on Earth, man. I, I, I thought I was
1: over with Scarecrow having legs. <laughs> like, <laughs> He'll never have legs again. Never. But I don't know we got this uh, we got this guy basically he's tied to a freaking he's got tied to a chair uh, basically looks like what's basically a gimp suit <laughs> and he's t- trying to calm himself down watching these TVs and his eyes are freaking forced open he's tied to this chair and s- standing right next to him is this, this scarecrow and he's talking about the mo- one of the most important questions in the world Let's hear it. why do we fear and he's oh. just cutting this monologue on him and apparently you know we're led to believe this is Batman. you know we don't know because his face is covered up, but he's just like at the end he's just like, "Let me show you fear and he stabs him in the in the neck with his, um, with his fingers, which are basically hypodermic needles full of fear toxin. perfect and we just hear him we were just see him from behind as this guy who we are led to believe is Batman is screaming. And is this, we turn around. Is but, this
0: a throwback to the Dark Knight where uh, Scarecrow gets busted,
1: like, fucking up, not Batman, and Batman saves the day? We don't know. That's that's the thing. Because next thing we know, we're going through old Gotham and Batman's driving around in his car. And being talked to by Oracle. And he's chasing down these thugs that are part of the... What are they called? The... Where is Here. The unsanity collective, and basically trying to overthrow city government, basically, and Batman's trying to bust these guys up, and he ends up having to uh, leave his car and freaking going after these this guys. They start flying away, and but then they're stopped by Ghostmaker. Ready and waiting, who, as you recall, previously, previous to Future State had switched sides and joined up with Batman. And they end up taking everybody down, as they do. And apparently there's the, the lady in charge, who is known as Master Wise, is the only one that escaped. But funnily enough, as we, we kind of see the relationship between Ghostmaker and Batman here, they're talking about getting back to the garage, and Ghostmaker's like, I bet I can beat you there without, as long as we don't have any, you know, no gadgets or nothing, and Batman's like, I'll take that bet. (laughs) They end end up flying, they end up uh, getting out of there, and right when they're leaving, Harley Quinn, apparently, who's also part of the group, ends up running up behind them, being like, they left me. All right.
0: Another Harley pop.
1: Yeah, they just kind of threw Harley in there. Apparently, she's part of the team, but... She's not the most reliable, quick, quick member of the group.
0: Oh, that always but, scares me. Yeah,
1: but then we go back and we see a little bit more of a freaking what's his name, Simon Saint, and he's basically presenting the magistrates to um, Mayor Nakano. talking about you know how they they'll let Batman, Batman's taken over. And how the police aren't respected anymore, and they need for these supervillains, they need super policemen to handle it.
0: I mean, it's Gotham.
1: Yeah, he's not necessarily wrong. (laughs) And that's that's what freaking that's what uh, Mayor Nakano says. He's like, you know, I wish your argument wasn't as was not as compelling as it is. So he's like, you know, they're basically let him go to think it over. But it's definitely, they're definitely starting out the uh, beginnings of the the magistrates here. And then we go to, we go to Batman's apartment and him and Ghostmaker, you know, kind of talking over how things are going and Ghostmaker wants to spar and they they start sparring a little bit and they're, they're just kind of talking over this case and talking over, you know, who who's been hit by the um by the unsanity collective and what could they want. And the last thing says is that uh, last thing Bruce says is that they want to make the city afraid, but we're just not sure of what. And then freaking it goes back to Mayor Nicano and he just, he just arrives at home having a glass of whiskey and he's just he's just talking about how he doesn't He's just talking to himself about how he does not care for Saint. And he's just like, you know, he's sitting there. He's like, it was like something was itching my brain from the inside. And he's like, we don't need him or his magistrates. And, you know, he's sitting down watching his TV. And the TV says, what dangerous madman will come for our city next? And right behind the mayor is a scarecrow. <laughs>
0: This reminds me of a familiar story from very recent where we have that same situation. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Um, I'd have been pissed if there was no magistrate because that's one of the best parts about it. Like, um, Given our state of affairs politically, and we're not going to go into that, I'm loving the fact that this is something similar or something we can grasp onto, something to... uh, I remember when Trump first got elected... uh, uh, People are like I just want things to get worse than get better, um, but we're seeing that within Gotham, we're like I wanted good art from anything that bad happened. Like you know, back in the '70s, we're not getting we're not getting remakes of every Disney movie back in the '70s. We we're getting like Taxi Driver, <laughs> like yeah. like like things that are legendary. I mean, like you you can't watch on an empty stomach or even at least bit in a bad mood. But now we're getting we're we're in the shit right now. We're we haven't come out of it, and we're getting stories like this. God bless them. Just keep it, keep uh, it, keep it coming. We got two Harley pops in a month. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah.
1: interesting. Plus, there's a there's a little minor story here, a little couple pages where we see uh, Talia Al Ghul.
0: Oh and... yes 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 yes. Thank you. I've been waiting for you to say that name all the goddamn night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And they're in the rogue nation of Markovia. Freaking. In. And turns out a bunch of her her bodyguards have been killed. And we turn around and it's Damien.
0: <laughs> What's his suit look like? No, you know what? I'll find it. I'll find it. Because uh, the suit they hooked him up with at the end of Teen Titans when he quit um, wasn't my favorite. It was still cool. I hope, I'm hoping it's
1: something else. Like, uh... It's 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 an interesting like you you kind of got it. It's kind of hard to describe. It's kind of Robin meets Robin Kingish. So it's it's interesting to take a look at. Do you want a new Robin? I don't think we I don't I don't think we need one right. Well, we kind of have Ghostmaker at the moment. We got Ghostmaker, possibly got Clown Hunter. We'll see where that goes. So I think Batman. I don't I don't mind there not being a Robin right now with the freaking fact that Batman's kind of. Switching things up and not living in Wayne Manor anymore. So I don't think I don't think we need Robin right now, but I'm interested to see where Damien going. I'm I'm interested in exactly the same thing, man. Damien's gotta grow. Uh
0: especially that was one of the one main things that became obvious was that Damien abused his powers, abused his uh ability to manipulate the Teen Titans and made a lot of really bad mistakes. That's yep. never really happened other than maybe Red Hood, but Red Hood is more of a punisher type figure, uh, as opposed to Damien who's more of a manipulator, uh, murderer. And yeah. we don't really need another Robin. Um the they've toyed with particular dynamics between uh new dynamics between characters with Batman. The Azrael didn't pan out. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah, uh,
1: definitely definitely didn't.
0: I, and I'm not just even talking about like I like they just didn't write well. It just it just didn't end up well. I mean, it really was exciting at first. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up well, but then now like what it's like what Batman's college like drunk college buddy that talked him into doing a lot of really bad shit just showed
1: up and other roommates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to see where that relationship cause it, like the, I'm interested to see where the relationship goes with that. But no, it's interesting though cuz Talia talks about when when Damian shows up she's like you know you finally you returned in defeat and Damian's like what are you talking about you know I rejected Batman and he and Talia just looks at her and like you've lost everything you lost your friends you lost your dad you lost your butler and then you came running back to your mom <laughs> how uninspi- how uninspired is that and she's just like just seeing somebody talk down to Damien like that is, is new and kind of refreshing so like it's, it's interesting to see what's that relate like that relationship's really like because I don't really feel like we've really delved into the relationship between Damien and Talia at all
0: not in the least bit it, 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 not, the last time I remember anything with Talia ghoul being involved anything with Damien that was significant. Was uh, right before Batman R.I.P. and then Batman, uh, Batman and Robin. But Grant Morrison, uh, mm-hmm. where it was Dick Grayson as Batman. Like that was, like I mentioned, it. I, 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 it's one of those things where like I have trouble discerning dreams of real life. Or who I talk to sometimes. But the whole Professor Pig thing going on in Batman and Robin, and like, wait a minute, who's alone with the Joker right now? <laughs> Damien. <laughs> Quick mm-hmm. quick U turn on the Batmobile. We got thirty seconds to get there before you know, Damien murders his ass, but we've never gotten like, Oh, honey, like I've miss you so much, you know. Uh, Talia's like, open arms, I've been waiting for you to come back. Like, no, you're you're bitch, you're about to get punished. It's like this, yeah. is, this
1: is the all ghoul family. You're gonna get spanked. <laughs> yeah. And then Batman is gonna have to fix it. <laughs> yeah. Well that's the whole thing if he wants to he wants his friggin' He wants to reclaim his throne as freaking, you know, an owl ghoul. But uh, it does kind of have that feeling like, oh, you couldn't hang with your dads so and now you're back. But before they could really get into it, they're attacked by this group of assassins called the League of Lazarus. Excellent. Which is interesting because it sounds like Lazarus Pit kind of sounds like freaking something based on the owl ghouls anyway. And they get in. They they get into it, of course, and you know they're going at it. And then the last scene is um, one of the assassins gets Talia, and she's just you know I'm gonna you know I'm gonna taste demon blood, and she's just like kill him, Damien, <laughs> kill kill him now. And da- like, it's Damien looking at this scenario? And the last thing we see is a splash of red blood.
0: Oh, it's got to be. <laughs> The the swerve here is
1: that if you're paying
0: attention to Damien, uh Damien's You're not, not paying attention to Talia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not in the least bit. Not in the least bit. He's like I mean, you know, Bruce wrangled him in and, you know, got him on some sort of sane level to not you know murder criminals like the Punisher, but like at the same time though, uh, Mama knows best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I'm like Oh, I'm, I'm popping for the, ability, the possibilities on that one, man. Like, to really, Damien has, he's smarter than both of them. Mm-hmm. He's got both of them, pull, now we've got Talia back, and now we've got to have a story where both of them are, like, pulling him uh, at his linchpins uh, of sanity and, and being his own person. Who's going to win? Yeah. It's a three-way on this one, man. Cause yeah,
1: and that's the thing, because Batman's always, like, for being the Dark Knight and a loner, you sound like, it's always so much, Batman is so based on relationships, it's insane. Like, they, oh, they're they always building a new and interesting relationship, you know, we've got freaking Batgirl, ste- or freaking Barbara Gordon stepping down as Batgirl to become Oracle again, and, you know, we've got the relationship with Nightwing after, you know, he regained his memory, you know, we've got, you know, the estrangement between Batman and Damien. You know, Batman is built on relationships.
0: I never thought about it that way, man. That's a great way to put it, man, because he's got a specific relationship with every single character. Mm -hmm. He's got his dad figure, his surrogate dad figure. We've got Alfred. We've we've got his uh, scout master, Lucius. Yeah, we've got the love of his life, we've got uh you know Catwoman. We yeah. got his side hose, Talia al <laughs> We've got um the
1: crazy we, We've got his actual kids, we've got his basically his adopted kids. His you relationship know. with
0: Two-Face ever since. Yeah. Remember when Two-Face took over as Batman? That was
1: incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. That was in fucking incredible. Like the, the mm-hmm. breakdown of it. Um, now we've got his relationship with the the wild card. We got uh, Harley. Yeah, we've
1: got. Yeah, you know, you know, anything, anything with the Fox family, Grifter, even a little bit. One of the things I'm interested in the most is freaking like the possible relationships between other members of the Bat family and Ghostmaker. Because Ghostmaker is one of the few people, especially with Alfred being gone that freaking knew him before he was Batman. You know, it's not like, it's not like Nightwing can go to like hush and be like, what was Bruce like when he was growing up? <laughs> no shit. Right. Yeah. That's another, you can't do that. So ghost, that... ghostmaker ghost you could ask, you know, what was Bruce like when he was training? What was he, you know, freaking, like you didn't know him before his parents passed, but like you knew him before he was Batman.
0: You know, what dynamic I'm sensing between, uh, between those two, is Mm. uh, Snake Eyes and uh, Storm Shadow. Yeah, I can see that. Sign me up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely down, man. Uh, I want to talk about Dead Dogs. Dead Dogs, uh, this is Dark Horse comic. Just to flip the script a little. uh, Were you done, man? I'm sorry, I I got... Oh, yeah, you're
1: good, dude. I was was finished with that one. I got way ahead.
0: Like, this one is like... It had the same uh, frequency and vibrations of, like, watching Stranger Things. It's not like Stranger Things. Uh, there are obviously just storytelling tropes that are going to be similar. We've got a missing girl. We've got... Uh, I'm curious if whether or not the main character is a boy or a girl. Okay. Best friend's missing. Everyone thinks you're crazy. You're getting bullied by, you know, jock assholes. It, it seems like the 80s, I don't know, like... Do they have flip phones or do they have smartphones? It's one of those things that uh, over dramatic coloring and the dynamic that's going on here is that I'm really interested in is the narrator. We've it, it starts out with uh, uh, trying to think of the name of the title. the The smartest boy in the world. Uh, the, that sort of detail in uh, pastel. Do you mean no, not Jimmy Neutron. It's Jimmy, it's Jimmy, something smartest boy in the world. It's one of the best graphic novels I've read in, in, in my life. It was it was phenomenal. Okay. Uh that sort of uh, overly stylized like art deco type paneling. We've got it's most of these panels are like when when you see the narrator, we're talking like Watchmen style. Like we're talking nine panels all like, a car drives by manhole opens guy gets out hey hello and thank you for being here and i'm gonna introduce you to our latest character here and we've got a murder mystery here is this woman dead is she gone uh, i'm thinking it's 80s bit but it's just one of those things where I, i'm still a little disjointed like did you ever get disjointed on how when you watch batman the animated series was it 1930 or is it 2028 but they they had the same style yeah, no, definitely. And I I'm feeling that great digital artwork man. It, we've we've got people getting in line, you know, for a benefit. We're we're looking for the girl. She's got one of those old Timex type type of uh, watches, but she's popping newer drugs and meets up with the boyfriend. They go to the Lover's Lane where she was last seen and but they almost kiss. It like it's one of those things where I'm I'm liking this because She's about to kiss the boyfriend of her missing best friend. Also, I don't know if she is a he or a him. It's Mm. it's very androgynous. Great color palette. There's something about the color palette in this. The, the, The storytelling in this. Each panel wasn't talking heads. Each panel reminded me of specific moments in my life where I shouldn't have been doing something, but it felt too good. But I also had this huge guilt on my head. Like it, 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 it But it's not for teenagers. It, it's not even like on the Riverdale sense, where it's an adult film about Archie, and but we've got this narrator that, for some reason, I'm feeling that our main character can hear. And I really love this book. I can't wait for this book. Like we're we're, we're like another 80s throwback. They're gluing photos of the missing girl on milk cartons. Do you remember? Oh wow. <laughs>
1: what was what was the last time you saw that one? I can't remember the last time I saw a milk carton, shoot. Yeah.
0: Or we're not in Canada, we get them bags. By the way, I forgot to say that you uh were in Winnipeg where YTJ Chris Jericho, my hero, uh, is from and Kenny Omega and a few other kick ass badasses. Isn't Tyson Kidd from Winnipeg or is he from Montreal?
1: Nothing. Uh, Calgary, I would assume. Heart Academy's um, from Calgary, right? Yeah. God, the dungeon.
0: What would you, if you, if you could go back in time, would you go back to the dungeon just to get trained without interfering with future events? I
1: mean, if you can make it out, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. So,
0: no, I'm just saying, if you could just to just to experience it, would you go back?
1: I don't know. I don't see why. If I, if I was that serious about it, yeah. Because you're not stretching Never really out... really thought about it. You're not mm. stretching
0: out motherfuckers like you heard Stu did, man.
1: Like, the, the stories... Of... No, no, no. Lord, no. <laughs> the stories of the stretching. Yo, freaking yo. <laughs> if I was doing that, dude, I wouldn't have any students. I'm not scared of a burpee, it's but I'm, I'm... dude. Dif- it's different times, man. It's different times. <laughs> Agree. Like I said, I'm not like scared I, of I, a burpee. I've told guys, there's there's stuff you need to know, but... As far as, like, freaking... Well, then again, you know, I really can't say because I didn't experience it. You know, maybe that, you know, you can't you can't knock his results. How many world champions came out of that place? You know, even once it was just the Hart Brothers Wrestling Academy instead of the dungeon. You know, they still produce guys like Storm and freaking uh, and Jericho. Oh, so is. I mean, you can't you can't knock with the results. D.H. Nope. Smith, Tyson Kidd, still two of the finest wrestlers in the world.
0: You uh, We were talking about it yesterday at the school, man. Like, who got heat because they mentioned that uh, Tyson was remembered from Total Divas not being a fucking wrestler? Because that's one of the biggest tragedies uh, in the past, like, ten years of what happened to Tyson Kidd.
1: Yeah, I mean, freaking, I don't remember who was on top, off the top of my head, but, yeah, freaking... Uh... You know, it sucks that freaking he never, you know, never really got to do what he could do. Like, him and him Cesaro was phenomenal and freaking... The
0: fucking nominal But, I
1: mean, you know, WWE's never known for, you know, as far as, like, a place for, you know, wrestler wrestlers to excel. You know, it's always more character-based and, you know, who The Office likes and whatnot. And, you know, I mean, if you're able to freaking... You know, work a Mike, you're going to have a hell of a lot of more opportunities than if you can't. I'm not saying that Tyson could or couldn't, but he was a smaller dude, and, you know, he kind of always seemed to be slotted in phenomenal tag teams, but they're not exactly known for going out of their way to present tag teams in a very flattering light.
0: Thinking about tag teams, just in general, how they're always misused, how have they never – how did – WB not pair Pac or um God are, 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 are you Neville with? Neville how did they never pair Neville with Cesaro like they did in PWG
1: it just didn't happen freaking it,
0: it was glorious yeah, Neville, now,
1: dude think about, it was Neville when he when he was Cruiserweight champion was probably I'd say the highlight of them freaking with that belt oh dude like that was they. Were, the freaking belt was on pay-per-views and freaking being defended and you know, they got a Mania match out of it. I think it was a pre-show match, but they freaking did him and Austin Aries. You I, know, and freaking, he and you know, freaking, that was probably, the, that was probably the most pushed the freaking cruiserweight belt has ever been by WWE.
0: There was a, a PWG man. where Pac did a Hurricane Rana through his opponent. I can't remember exactly, because it doesn't matter who he, it could have been Owens and, and El Generico. It, it was, it was, Poetry in action. Um, okay. Rana legs throw throw set opponent in the air, and we get that flying Cesaro uppercut. Oh, nice! I I I I I don't even know what to think about it. Like it was like, <laughs> okay, so we don't want you to do that flippy shit. <laughs> like I mean, we're not doing
1: flippy well, the shit, thing, dude. the thing is about <laughs> it is, dude, it's freaking two different beasts. You can't compare. PWG to WWE. No, I'm not
0: comparing. Yeah, they, they don't. I'm not. They don't
1: want. They don't want that style. I, they I'm want not. the guys. They want the athletes, but they don't want that style of match. Uh,
0: I didn't think I was comparing them, but I guess I am. Uh, like, if if they could, like, if I was a Booker, okay, so I saw you do that, but I want to see you do it on TV.
1: Yeah, just do it again, like. um, <sighs> That's, that's the thing, though, dude. Like you could—I've said it—I've said it before on podcasts. I don't know if we talked about it when we did the interview initially, but you could line up. You could give three different bookers—you know, Jim Cornette, Vince Russo, freaking, and uh, Paulie B. Paul, yeah, Paul Heyman. You give them the exact same roster of twenty guys and put together a match, put together a show, and. Each one would be probably insanely different. You'd have different guys in the openers. You'd have different guys in the freaking main. Different storylines. They different people would be in tag teams together. Whatever. You know, you're not going to. Everybody's going to have their opinion of what wrestling is to them. Correct. Like that's why you can't. You know, freaking the AEW thing, dude. Freaking three ring circus. You know, some people. Some people love what the Young Bucks do. Some people legitimately think they're the greatest tag team in the world today. I don't agree. They're 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 good at what they do. I'm not knocking them personally. I've never met the guys, but like freaking it's the style they part they they do isn't a style I'm particularly interested in. It is what it is. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing right with it. Just that's my opinion. That's my flavor of ice cream.
0: When it came to the young bucks, man, it's one of those things where in hindsight I was. I really enjoyed the hype. Like, they were mm-hmm. vanilla, they were vanilla ice, and I was, I knew every word to Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, okay. and, and, and now he's on Roadrunner doing heavy metal, which is still good, like, don't, don't get me wrong, That I, and I'm not bullshitting here, his heavy metal record on Roadrunner was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> like, it was, okay. it wasn't phenomenal like Devil Driver or nothing, but it was a lot of fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, just different tastes, and, it, it's, it's, it's one of those things, man. Like, we've been on a DC kick for fucking months. But it's but if you're listening, it's not because we're... I mean, I know you're a DC fanatic, but you're not reading it because it's DC. You're reading it because you know you're going to get a good story. And and you're also, like, you know, trying out different flavors of salsa with different tortilla chips. You know, having a lot of fun just reading extra shit, man. And I love challenging you on that sort of thing. But every now and then, you come back and tell me, like,
1: listen, dude, Young Books ain't that good. Just, just calm down. <laughs> just <laughs> well, it's, Like I said, dude, it's everybody's going to have their... Me and you can watch the exact same show. I could hate it, and you'd love it. Or you, you'd hate it, and I'd love it. Yeah. Now, again, nothing wrong with it. We can freaking debate about it. We can banter about it. As long as we're not posting shit online.
0: Yeah. No. But, uh, no. No, no I
1: mean, legitimately, it's... It, dude. Wrestling is made to be. It's that's what makes it art. It's all up to interpretation. You know, for I could, I could love something. I could, you know, I love Ray Phoenix. I think Ray Phoenix is phenomenal. You, you might be like, eh, he's just another flippy guy.
0: He's. I, I do think he's another flippy guy. But I, but you're, you're, but you're also uh, one of the points of the minefield is, is we're talking about it not to shoot the other one down or, or to prove a point uh, like it's just like here's my perspective yeah Ray Phoenix may be flippy shit to me but uh, I'm not a fan of the Beatles but I know for goddamn sure that there's some talent there and that's that's artwork yeah and I, I feel the same way about Ray Phoenix I feel the same way about um god I, well now I'm turning around on it like about uh, um Frank Azarian we're talking Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky, mm-hmm. like, I, I thought their gimmick of this is the worst town. I was like, man, fuck this, this is stupid, but, like, and the next thing I you know, I'm chatting, I'm, I'm chatting it. Yeah. I, I hated the primetime players, the next thing I you know, me and my buddy Josh doing the primetime dance, and yeah, Colin's... Yeah, that white
1: guy in the stands doing the primetime players dance. Yeah,
0: like, Colin's looking at us like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, we're doing the primetime dance. Like, uh, what are you looking at? We're not doing nothing weird. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, dude, I... A pop, unpopular opinion. I freaking I love Keith Lee. I hate the Keith Lee Dominic Dijakovic match. Keith Lee. It's the same freaking. It's the same match every time. I'm not like it's just not. It's I think Keith Lee's phenomenal. I think Dominic Dijak's really good. Donovan Dijak, Dominic Dijakovic, whatever you want to call him.
0: That's why I think they're both
1: really good. I just freaking I've seen that match a million times. But we haven't
0: seen Cumby versus Logan a million times. Every time they do something, every time they do something, it comes off just fresh, clean, like they walk away completely scathed, like no no question about it, both of them are hurt, but they put their bodies on the line, and like this is I'm not disparaging you know the the indie feds at all. it's my favorite thing in the world, but like if you have a problem with them not being stars yet, you're fucking up if you have a problem with not taking the chance of, of a cool looking cover uh, uh, listeners how many of you guys were, were at the store and I know you're thinking about it right now when I say it when you saw issue number one of Saga and you're like ah fuck that comic it looks stupid and next thing you know you're clamoring on fucking eBay to fucking get it for the uh, less than 150 bucks <laughs> yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong yeah like (laughs) give it give it a chance just just have some fun with the flavors and i mean we've got all the flavors are coming for dc now i'm i i just want to finish future state i i don't want the questions in my head while i'm reading uh infinite frontier i I just
1: that's the thing i think they're going to answer the questions in infinite frontier like, I think we're going to find out who Red X is. And I think we're going to find out how Jace became freaking Batman. I think that's all. I think all this stuff's coming. I, I think, I think this is all, I think, unlike a lot of the, like, freaking DC, if nothing else is, I think they've got a plan. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they got a plan. So I'm just, I'm interested. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm down for the ride.
0: 100%. Just, uh, here's my bus fare. I got a couple sandwiches in my pocket. Morales is uh, packing, probably.
1: <laughs> I got, I, I'm packing a CD player. Oh, ah, dude. Listen, gonna listen to some Alice in Chains from the 90s.
0: When's your birthday?
1: Uh, October 1st, 81.
0: I know, I know what to get you for your birthday.
1: I already got it, don't worry. <laughs> on vinyl? Uh, I don't know. I don't have vinyl. You're not wrong.
0: Dude, Dirt on, dirt on vinyl is one of my most cherished, cherished possessions. Nice, dirt. Uh, by the way, uh, now that we're becoming better friends, if uh, whatever reason I ever bring up, I'm listening to Allison Chains a little bit too much.
1: Something's wrong. <laughs> 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 something's <Good>. something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong with me as a person right mm. now. Yeah,
0: I'm. I'm about. Uh, I'm, I'm having some dark thoughts. Uh, God, but dirt. I'm, you know that's his. So not Mariah Carey. Got you. Ah, I was in a good ass mood. Man, <laughs> you, you didn't even roast me for that. I put it out there for you. But you don't like me no more or something?
1: <laughs> nah, I was freaking did not know Marat Carey. Shit, man,
0: I was listening.
1: Yeah, to I, I, I'm. Trust me, dude. If you ever see my CD collection, I am the last guy to be able to make fun of anybody's freaking musical taste.
0: You still bumming some I, Billy?
1: I, I dude. I was freaking. I was rocking some freaking uh, Michelle Branch the other day. Damn near a forty year old man rocking, rocking Michelle Branch in his car. I don't care. Dude, Michelle Branch is
0: a shit man. It's like making fun of some to uh, Norah Jones something like, that. like. Just leave him alone. He's in a good uh-huh. spot. Like, it's it, it, it's it's actually uh, I've got a really in stone moral code, and making fun of someone's musical taste is like top three. Like, you don't. Yeah, give him shit for being a Mormon, but. <laughs> give them shit for their religious and political views but you don't make fun of a man's music you do not make fun of a man's music if it gets into that place leave it the fuck alone that's their safe <laughs> spot <laughs> alright nice, so nice. safe spot unsafe spot we've got Keanu Reeves writing a fucking comic book Uh, so a couple weeks ago I go into Muse and they've got all these uh mystery boxes of uh magic the gathering they're unloading shit 10 bucks for one of those you know uh baseball you know the entire set of baseball cards of that year um uh boxes probably gonna be a lot of shit might be some gems in there gems absolute gems 10 bucks for that sort of thing checking out I uh, messaged a bunch of the homies just like, uh, you know, the good brothers out there they're playing magic and like, hey, get to Muse uh, I'm on my way Like, and then checking out and so Keanu Reeves is writing a book because uh, George over at Muse knows I'm a, you know, I always I've got all the John Wick comic books <laughs> like, uh, I bought a few uh, dude, I have more Keanu Reeves action figures than I care to admit and we've got Berserker out B-R-Z-R-K-R uh, written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent. And we've—it's such a funny thing here because like, we're we're looking at the opening pages here and we're seeing this Keanu-looking big buff guy with a lot more scars than Keanu has, sitting on a park bench looking sad in the rain. Like he's making fun of himself, you know? Remember the sad Keanu me? Uh, Keanu um, mm-hmm. He's making fun of himself. But then we get into the shit. He's on a mission. He's getting air dropped in this place. No parachute. Everyone's like, "Fuck it." You know, he's got his eyes lit up like Spawn and blue. He's murdering people left and right. I mean, like, no bullet phases him. I mean, like, John Wick never got shot, you know, more than once or twice. And even then, he's got that bulletproof suit. This guy's actually getting shot. <laughs> uh, destroying this t- uh, terrorist cell. And when he's about to kill one particular guy, he looks over, and there's a kid standing there watching him murder someone like in he's get these flashbacks he gets you know completes the mission we get back to base and he's in the uh many different there's many different departments that is piecing him back together he's burnt to a crisp we're talking like we're looking at like wolverine post uh fighting the phoenix type like uh, body damage here oh geez getting worked on and he's in all the different departments and beautiful splash scene here uh department of biometric mapping department of organ Re- regeneration analysis department of neuron circuits and networks and we see this like screen print out of all his nerves and uh department of quantum quantum field phenomena. his whole body's lit up in this x-ray like and he's talking to this bureaucrat that's uh, a doctor. Like, yeah, I get it. And he's like, he basically, like, fuck you. Just, I just want to quit. <laughs> but, you know, just like the same quintessential, you know, uh, know story, of one out of the game. <laughs> and, uh, nah, nah, you're not really government property, but I can fuck you up. And huge swerve on this. They're giving us some healing medicine. And he has flashbacks to his birth, like he remembers being birthed, like born. Oh wow! And it was eighty thousand years ago. <laughs> like, like that's the swarm. Like it wasn't like like back in the seventies. <laughs> like we're talking like like post Neanderthal here. Like missing link. <laughs> like like little like straw huts here, and then dramatic end. Like okay. What do you oh, wow. smoke? What are you smoking? <laughs> um, this this story didn't suck. You still kept to the same keanu ness that we expect, but you didn't do some stupid shit and like you know try to be too creative and <laughs> fuck it up because you're not that creative. Uh, I've, I've I've heard your band, dude. Like like seeing the videos of the Vi- at the Viper Club, but uh, a lot of fun. Like uh, he was smart enough to bring somebody in to help clean it up. Um, I'm excited to go through this and flashback to at Muse, and George's like, Yeah, this Canna Reeves comic book's coming out. Uh, for every 1,000, uh, <laughs> for every 1,000 the comic store buys, we get one issue signed by Keanu. <laughs> These are already on eBay for like 20,000 bucks. So I'm like, I don't want a signed copy, man. Just give me a fucking variant or something like that. Like, <laughs> 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 Like, and I'm like, did you really buy that much? And he's like, yeah, we, we, it was actually a pretty hard decision. And I'm like, like, all right, man.
1: <laughs> Bought a thousand issues of one book.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm not making that number up. It was, it was more than 600. It was, it, I, he, it, I'm 99.9% sure it was a thousand. Wow. That's <laughs> just for the one incentive that's, that's, the that's a hell of a lot, of like, wow! And I get it, but damn. And you're taking the chance. It's being boxed and boxed by fucking Diamond dis- distributors, man. Like, twenty five percent of that Im- uh, of that inventory is unsellable. <laughs> yeah. And what if that's the Keanu book? Because I sincerely, sincerely doubt Diamond is like bagging and board, even bagging and boarding and letting him put in it in one of those. You know, CBR type, of like, you know, sign and it's graded already type thing. Yeah, this isn't
1: going to be, like, your spawn. This shit
0: is not going to be, like, handled with care. No. No, but it, the artwork was decent, man. Um, last time, it, it gave me those thoughts of, like, when Fight Club uh, 2 and 3 came out, like, they picked a good mm-hmm. artist. Not as good as uh, Cameron from Fight Club 3 and 2, but yeah. great perspectives, not not Talking Heads. I mean, we're talking at least like uh, 40-ish um, pages on this one. Not not like 25 of Talking Heads. A lot of good story development. A lot of good uh, working with their color palette. Get it. Buy it. I had so much fun with this, with this comic book, man. I...
1: Yeah, they got to sell a thousand issues. So <laughs> You better. We need everybody to buy it. Shit. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna at buy one store. You gotta freaking sell a thousand comic books. Jeez. I'm gonna buy
0: every one in the dollar bin in the next couple of years. Like we're gonna be at comic cons and like, hey, I found eight issues of Berserker. Like, goddamn it, dude, we only got eighty bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Quit winning oh. away at the at the pile. Like, no, no, we need these. We'll give them away to people. <laughs> Find some good homes, dude. I, I, dude, I'm an absolute. Like, uh, people are, you know, when they walk past a like a, a pet shelter and they buy it, like, you know, they, they adopt every pet. Uh, I, there are certain comic lines, certain comic uh, imprints that if I see it, I'll buy it, even if I have ten of them already. I have uh, eight or ten of X-Men Origins number ten first appearances of Dakin, because they were all in one pile for a dollar. Oh, wow. I'll find some good homes
1: for them. I'm just saying, man, this isn't fell, man. You gotta freaking <laughs> no. sell a thousand comics? Jeez. No. no. Oh, like 500, I don't even know if you could sell.
0: No, not at all. They can barely sell. alone s- a thousand. Jeez. Most, most comic stores can barely sell like 15, 20 of a Batman story, let alone the five issues of, like, Sex Criminals or uh, uh, even the Power Rangers Some I. Uh, no, I, not, I, I, D, w. It's not AEW. They're on another one. Uh, boom. They're on boom. And like, yeah, they're gonna be cherished. But like, those motherfuckers are five dollars a piece.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I that's mean, not- best of luck to you, man. If you can, if you can get that, if you can get that signed, Keanu, and more power to you. But dang.
0: Well, that's that's what I got, man. Give me some crime syndicate, man,
1: because... Ah, nah, let me do Suicide Squad real quick do it, first. Do I it, do it, do it. I want to get this one out, because it freaking ties into Batman. So we got the Suicide Squad here. We got freaking, uh... We got our man Rick Flag over here, fighting with Amanda Waller. Over here, trying to... Trying to put her in her place and you can't touch Manda Waller. We all know this, you know. He's over here yelling at her and he just, she's just like, it's good to see you too, Flag. And we find out that there's a, a new suicide squad that you know, she wants him in charge of, but she doesn't need him in charge of. Please tell me and it's everyone from the jailbreak. It's everyone from the jailbreak. <laughs> Thank right. you. So, so we go to <laughs> Arkham Asylum... And freaking, in the sewers underneath, we see Peacemaker over here trying to, you know, killing a couple of guards. And he's on, he's going off about how freaking, he's in there, Bolt teleported him in there. And Bolt's freaking, his teleportation isn't for shit. And Bolt's like, well, you know, everybody else got in here just fine. And we find out this new incarnation of the Suicide Squad is Peacemaker, Bolt, Shrick. Or Shrike? How's it spelled? S H R I K E. So I'm gonna go with Shrike.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with that too.
1: Yeah, and Film Freak. <laughs> All guys I freaking know next to nothing about.
0: Yeah, Film Freak uh, was in jail and uh, serving the life sentence for getting me tooed. Aw,
1: sounds about right. He was posting some stupid shit. Got buried. Nice. And freaking, so flag is going off about how Peacemaker doesn't, you know, can't possibly lead a team. He doesn't have any idea what's going on. And freaking, you know, he's over, he's saying this over the comms. And Amanda Waller just electrocutes him right then and there. And freaking, you know, Peacemaker's all like, I thought I heard flag. How's it you know, What's going on? And Waller's just like, he sends his regards. And that, that's it.
0: So
1: so they're (laughs) looking. So they're in Arkham, looking for their target, who apparently they're trying to bust out of. Bust out of Arkham, and they find this long-haired guy. Looks like he hasn't taken a bath in a week, and his entire freaking entire cell just has the words "who" on it, with periods in between each letter. Nope, just "h." Yep, just just the word "who" all over the place. All right. And we come to find out it's William Cobb. Yes. And we all know William Cobb as the Talon. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And freaking um, Bolt goes and touches him, tries to wake him up so they can grab him and get the hell out of there. And Talon turns out he's got a pair of toothbrushes that he's whittled the end down to make sharp. And he just slashes freaking... Bolts throat right then and there, and starts uh, trying to fight off the rest of the squad. Italian, Italian necktie is that is that what that's called? Yep, Italian necktie. Freaking, uh, we turn out the flag is freaking uh, being held in a cell by Waller now, and she's just like you know, and Flags just like you're insane, Waller, and she's like, no, I'm seeing clear maybe for the first time. And we go back to Talon, who's now found his mask, or at least looks like a dingy mask he made himself in jail, but he's got, he put it on and is trying to fight off all the rest of the squad, and we turn around, and some poor fool has released Joker gas (laughs) in (laughs) Arkham Asylum. (laughs) It turns out this is going on exactly as it was in Infinite Frontier Zero. And Film Freak ends up breathing it, breathing it in and getting jokerized. And that's pretty much where the squad ends. But we go back to uh, Waller, and she's locking up. They're locking up Flag back in the prison cell. And she goes into this high security part of uh, Belle Reve. And this guy in the cell is like, "What am I doing here, Waller? I'm not a criminal." And Waller just looks at him and she's like, "Your very existence is a crime, <laughs> Superboy." <laughs> and it turns out they've got they've got Connor Kent just like they had him in uh, in Future State. See, that was what was missing from
0: Suicide Squad. They didn't have their power hitter. They relied yeah. too, they relied too much on Will Smith. Uh, star power, and mm-hmm. you're not he you barely pulled off dead shot in the first
1: place and i actually really enjoyed him because i thought the casting was great i just didn't think the story sucked the story sucked
0: you yeah you're definitely not wrong I, i'm just saying like what there was something missing from that mo- from that movie and oh, well. and having I, i'm not saying you have to have a heavy hitter or have to have iron man always show up in a spider-man one just make it from pop I'm saying there was something missing and I think they relied way too much on Harley Quinn which is why Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey failed um but yeah we, but we've got Jonathan Jonathan Kent I, I, everything like, oh no he, this
1: one this one's actually Connor Kent oh
0: Connor Kent that's, that's what I meant sorry
1: yeah. that's uh, a half let's see half Superman half Lois Lancaster. oh yeah alright so and then we have one more thing looks like they're uh so Peacemaker and Talon are fighting. Uh, Shrik, Shrike's coming up behind them, but they end up. Uh, Peacemaker ends up running, um, Talon through a door, and the door automatically locked behind him, And all we hear is sh- the Joker gas is sneaking up on Strike, and he's just like, "You son of a bitch!" And it turns out that they they made it out alive, but shrike has got Jokerized. And he's basically like, we got, you know, he looks at Talon and he's like, you know, welcome to the squad, Talon. You know, now we've got to get to work. And it's just them in a stairwell and all these armed guards are coming up the stairwell after him. And that's where it ends. What a great story, man. Nah, pretty action-packed, which is nice. And, and but it, i like the fact that it's all that future for infinite frontiers already bleeding into these other books
0: and kicking ass and not re- yeah. revamping stuff and not being a fucking uh cash grab yeah no
1: yeah but i'm interested to see i'm interested to see like you know three to five issues in who's going to be in the squad and who's not i'm
0: hoping some of, a lot of them die fast
1: <laughs> I want to well, see. Well, it, it looks like it looks like we're out. We're already out. Three members because Bolt got his throat slashed, and Shrike and freaking Film Freak both got Jokerized. So pretty much, they seem that like they're pretty much SOL. Completely but I mean, if we've SOL. got if we've got Peacemaker, and we've got freaking Talon. It'll be interesting to see who they round out the next for couple of versions of the squad with.
0: Dude, the crime syndicate, man. I'm dying to know what this is, man.
1: All right, so We've got Crime Syndicate number 1 of 6. So we start out, you know, a JFK in Dallas in the 60s. Mills and Plaza. Uh, yep, he gets shot and turns out it's um Clark Kent who go, who's now Ultraman in Earth-3. So we fast forward to modern day and we see Cat Grant and Jimmy Olsen going at it, yelling at the Daily Bu- at the Daily Planet. As we see a tr- uh, semi truck fl- uh, flying in the air, and it turns out it's Ultraman throwing a freaking Daily Planet truck through the building just so he could talk to Cat Grant. And you know she's you know she's talking about how she's going to prove him, you know, unveil who he really is, and whatnot, and. Alexander Luther's going to handle this, and you know you, you can rise up against us, but you can do your worst to us. But we're going to keep on fighting regardless. And Superman, Ultraman is just like you know you're free because I allow it, so you yeah. will respect <laughs> me. You know? And he's like you'll you you stop running your fake news about me, or I'll kill your entire staff, even the janitors. And he's like one well, one last thing, Miss Grant. Never call me Clark again. Nice. So we end up going to the White House and people are wanting to talk to the president, but he's in a meeting with the, uh, the representative from Themyscira. And we turn around and we go inside the room, the Oval Office, and President Oliver Queen is basically being seduced by Superwoman. Who in this reality is Donna Troy? And he he is tied up, hanging from the ceiling, and she is getting whatever she wants out of him because she's got him tied up with the lasso of truth, and she's getting all his secret files on metahumans.
0: I love that sort I love of it. I love that sort of espionage, man. Like the the way I love that Batman has a way to kill everyone
1: in the Justice Justice League. Yep but then an earthquake hits and we're not quite sure what happens and we end up going to coast city where power ring who's john stewart this first version of green lantern is fighting with this power ring about how they should handle these uh, people and how they should be convicted and killed basically and then he ends up dropping this police officer who's trying to arrest this this kid just because he looks like a hood he ends up dropping both of them and just killing them both in the sidewalk, just leaving them there. They show it? Oh, yeah. They show them falling. They show them being splat right on the ground. Hits <laughs> back being damned. Yeah. then we come to Johnny Quick and Atomica. And Johnny Quick's just running around beating people to death with a crowbar. And then he ends up another earth An earthquake hits again presumably the same one obviously and it knocks him off balance and he ends up running through a freaking truck but they end up surviving
0: so how how are you feeling with all these new characters
1: i mean i'm I'm intrigued because it's not this you know it's bless you it's not always the same the same old same old you know I'm, i'm Never really. I, I I know of the synd- the crime syndicate from a couple, uh, you know, books here and there. Like they they were really big in the hero in the villains forever storyline a few years ago, or forever evil. But like other than that, I really hadn't been too familiar with them. But it's always interesting to see different takes on characters. That's why I'm a big Worlds fan. Hundred percent on that. Because
0: they they it wasn't elseworlds and for our listeners elseworlds never uh pandered to a specific crowd they other than people looking for something different in a challenge and for a good story it was never a cash grab like what if spider-man like was the punisher like god don't jerk me off like that man like like <laughs> like, like like don't don't do that like yeah, for those that enjoyed it i'm glad you enjoyed it it's there you, you supported the comic industry, you, you, you got off on a great comic and, and you remember it. wasn't my cup of tea, but when my cup of tea was something smart, something that mattered to me and, and uh, like, obviously that mattered to you, but uh, I don't mm. know how to even end the argument. It's just more of a like, DC did it smarter. That's how I'm going to say it. Yeah. DC always does it smarter. I don't
1: know. But then we end up coming in to find out these big old earthquakes are actually Starro <laughs> the Conqueror. Coming to Earth, Kick-ass D-lister. Like, yep, fuck yeah. Like, you know, everyone's like, "Super, you know, Ultraman's like, you want a piece of me?" And oh, let's freaking let's handle this. Blah blah blah. You know, but you know, all, you know, he, Ultraman's going off about of how nothing can kill him, nothing can hurt him. But you know, as he gets taken over by the by, by the littler Starros, he finds out they're not trying to hurt him. They're not trying to kill him. They're trying to control him, and you know he can't fight them because they're possessing him basically, and he's like you know metropolis is either he's like metropolis is mine or nobody's, and then he just starts unleashing with his freaking um his his, his eye beams and just starts killing everybody around him
0: a harsh prejudice,
1: yeah. So then we end up going to Gotham City, and oh, Owlman, Owlman, who's Thomas Wayne, saves the guy from getting mugged, and then he ends up snapping the criminal's neck. And then the guy who he saved takes a picture of him, and so, he's so, like, "You know." So Thomas Wayne is alive and well now. In this reality, Thomas Wayne is alive and alive and well. Yep, kudos. But yeah, he want his whole thing is you know he wanted people to talk about him, but he he wants fable and folklore, not fact. And before he can do anything to the the guy that took the picture that he saved, Alfred shoots him. And freaking, you know, they start talking about because Owlman is of course the one guy that knows everything going on. Right. So he he knows all about the Staros coming. And they know, there's him and Alfred are talking about how they hit every major city except for Gotham. And Batman's like, everything has, or Owlman, pardon me, it's like, everything has a reason and I intend to find out that reason and exploit it. Self-fulfilling prophecy too. Huh? Dude, this so sounds rad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty really good so far. Yeah, I'm interested, like I said, I'm very interested to see what's going to happen. As far as you know, Alterman getting possessed, and you know, is the, is the crime syndicate going to come together and do something, or you know, what's what's going to happen with it overall? You know, because these you know these are twisted versions of all your favorite heroes, and that could definitely be fun. You know, especially with a six part six part series, that's going to have a beginning, middle, and end. So I'm looking forward to it. DC.
0: In Mindfellows, we're not just DC poppers, man. Like, we're just following the good stories. Pure and simple. Like, Morales has challenged himself, himself some serious shit. I've I've done the same thing too, man. I, I, I hated, like, I, I'm going to judge a book by its cover because in comic book land, it you, you should. Uh, uh, with Dead Dogs, like, just, like, it looked like dog shit to me. Like, the same way that uh, Stray Dogs. Uh, like you didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. When we talked about it last week, um, you you, you did not, and I appreciate you listening to me. And you got to, if anything, you can get from our podcast other than just knowing what you should have bought last week, and hopefully it's still in the shelves. Is to challenge yourself, have some fun, enjoy the discourse with your buddy back in like 1999 when Nitro was better than Raw, like. <laughs>
1: Like, yeah, ch- ch- by 99, 99, it definitely was not 98. You've got a valid argument 99. No, I stay
0: corrected, but you y- y'all get the gist. Uh, have some fun with it. it- it's not just about supporting local comic artists or your or local comic fed, that's a thing now. It's our it's a, it's a local comic fed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I want to bring up Hellions real quick. Um, Hellions number 10. They reference victims, mm-hmm. and that's all I'm gonna tell you. Other than, I really, really want Marvel to kill off Arcade. This guy needs to go. <laughs> <laughs> this guy needs to go. I mean, like it's always so formulaic and so predictable. I mean, like last time I really did enjoy it, fully enjoy it on Arcade shtick sh- uh, was Victims. With Jeff Loeb, and I mean, I'm glad that they they gave us the, uh, that's one of the best parts. You, you know when you like, they reference something that you feel only you get. Mm. Yeah, that was that was one of them, and you, you'll see it when it happens. And it's it's one of those things where this is a comic book where it's not important to the main story, other than something that didn't happen that you didn't see because it's an arcade comic, and I want arcade to die, just. <laughs> leave leave this little napoleon like like just he serves no purpose i mean i
1: right i'm not going to say that i love i love him in short but i
0: love him in short i
1: burst. think i mean he's no mr sinister right now cuz i dude this this is this is easily the best mr sinister's ever been
0: the best i mean like the Essex
1: is the best and
0: <laughs> god damn it man like i just want <laughs> I you know honestly I I gotta inject my bias because after what happened with Spider Man last year, uh, trapping all of the animal themed villains in a uh, in Central Park with Spider Man getting hunted down, it, it
1: just arcade just needs to go. <laughs> he spends his entire issue freaking ripping out Mister Sinister's teeth. Just because he can. No, like, sh- this guy is twisted. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very pro arcade. I think he's great. I don't think it happened, dude. I think uh, you, you, you triggered it. I think that He could grow his teeth back. He's he, Mr. sinister.
0: No, he's got he's arcade's got sinister. You know, chained to a chair, and he's got mastermind. You know, controlling him. But he also has his. Real reality controller, every time he questions something, is this re- really happening? Making sure that you know nothing, you know, that mastermind isn't turning him too, or did a double swerve, uh, or, or double cross, or double
1: uh, triple cross. Uh, uh, and he confirmed it, it happened.
0: There was a, <laughs> there was one panel where there's a glitch in the panel, and Arcades Girl that can control minds too. Not Mastermind's daughter who's caged at the moment and about to die. Mm-hmm. There's a glitch in the panel. There's no fucking way Mr. Sinner is pulling his teeth out. <laughs> it, like, even if you saw it or, or, or when you see it, you're going to see it when it happens. Trust me. Um, but even then, his girlfriend's going to betray him. He's got all of the Hellions imprisoned in... The best case scenarios of where their life could have gone, and no, one of like Sinister's in control. Like I, you could say that it's 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 a sinister clone, one of the many. Because you're never, you, do you really ever know you're talking to the real Mister Sinister? No, <laughs> never.
1: Yeah. Never. Well, plus, plus everybody, everybody can be regenerated these days. No one can die. Not in Krakoa, unless you die on another yeah. world. Exactly. But that's what I got for Hellions,
0: man, and I really, uh, I've looked, uh, I'm going to take a note, I want to hear what you have to say about it next week, after everything, because there's just it was such a fun comic book, mm-hmm. nothing about it was bad, no, like, I always say no talking heads, great perspectives, great lark, uh, light and uh, dark um, usage, great use of Mr. Sinister, like, it's sinister, man, the thing else is it's not to be fucked with. Like, he, he already has your DNA. He probably already has your thoughts before you even showed up to the fucking battle. Well, let's, well, let's wind down with some Man-Bat, man.
1: man. Alright, let me pull that one out. Now, Man-Bat number two of five. Another kick-ass beautiful cover. God damn, these Man-Bat covers are great. Oh, yeah. So we got Mambat being hunted down by the Suicide Squad. Not the Suicide Squad you were just talking about. No, this is yeah, this is this is a pre-Future State, pre-Infinite Frontier, Future Squad, or fu- Suicide Squad, Future Squad. But no, we actually started out with freaking him on a on his childhood home's roof with Francine, his wife, when they were dating, talking about how. All he wants to do is help out his sister and help people with hearing issues, you know, and how, you know, he didn't, he didn't want his sister to feel like she was broken because she couldn't hear and just like happy little thoughts. And then, you know, we turn around and there's current day Kurt Langstrom cutting open a bat, trying, you know, trying to figure out a cure for, cure for everything, trying to figure out a cure for man bat, trying to figure out a cure for his sister. And then we see that he's being freaking, you know, looked at by Deadshot and basically being targeted. And we see the rest of the squad. We've got Deadshot. We've got Captain Boomerang. We've got Killer Croc. And we've got Harley Quinn. So everybody's over here freaking, like like I said, he's trying to get everything sorted out, get his serum together. And then there's a shot through through the window. And then all hell breaks loose.
0: (laughs) Killer. The the whole discourse of them like, alright, so we're about to ambush a guy that is going to start a fight that is guaranteed that someone's going to either die or get mortally mortally wounded. (laughs) But hey, 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 suicide squad, no killing.
1: God, I can't kill one guy. Not one, one guy.
0: We we got Killer Croc. <laughs> Just let Killer's me kill literally
1: him. in his name.
0: <laughs> Just let me kill him. And then we've got Harley Quinn, who's like, fucking, what is she doing, smoking cigarettes on the fucking roof?
1: <laughs> Just Yeah, she's on the roof, yeah. I don't think she's smoking, but she's kind of hanging out on a roof with her mallet. <laughs>
0: she's texting, checking out some memes, swiping right. <laughs> 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 and And, but the whole time, though, no... Killing, like you got, <laughs> like it, it was such a great like foil from the last issue. Like we were mm-hmm. so serious, and then all of a sudden, hey, no killing, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Please don't but burn yeah. down his his childhood home.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not gonna last, and we all know it. But yeah, next thing you know, Mad Bat's coming after him a fight ensues. Captain Boomerang ends up freaking stabbing, stabbing him through both his wings with a boomerang. Get your yeah, boomerang! Always, um, trying, they're trying to take him, trying to take him softly, trying not to kill him. And then there's like, where the hell's freaking Rick Flag runs in? Where the hell's Harley? And freaking they're just like, oh, she's probably on a bathroom break. Relax, <laughs> you got it. And Deadshot's like, you know, this is. This is a guy that's not, he's not like everybody else in Gotham. You know, man, bad, soft. You know, he's, he's a, he's a nerd, basically. That's what they're calling him.
0: <laughs> Jocks and nerds. You know. I'm, I'm loving the dynamics in this. Everything, like, when that, that shot goes through and he, the, 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 the semi-splash page. With the 4 extra panels. I mean, we're talking, like, the the dive. Like, he he didn't even realize what was happening. There was no protecting any of his serum. There was... He's he's a loose... He's a fuck-up, and I love him.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. He's not, you know... Like you said, he's not your normal, average criminal from Gotham trying to make it rich or trying to... You know, he's just... he, He was a guy freaking... Tried to help his sister out, tried to help people... And freaking, he got caught up in the good fight, and freaking, the good fight turned him bad. I was, I was thinking when I was reading this, like, "Fuck your deaf sister."
0: <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> like it, it's, it's the flimsiest like premise. Like, I gotta, I gotta cure my deaf sister's deafness. Obviously, I'd like, and I'm, I'm saying it for all you me tours and you cancel culture guys out there. Obviously, I'd like someone to get their hearing back. And and but it, it, but if you have a problem listening to me talk about this comic book, um, you should have cast yourself listening to this as someone that was deaf, reading it in braille. And fuck you, <laughs> 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 you're, you're you're not qualified to to uh, to hate on this. Um, the 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 dive, the the, the bullets, uh, they don't even show the transformation, just straight into fucking man bad, just raw, yeah. and
1: the inner dialogue.
0: Ooh, the inner dialogue. Yeah, the inner
1: dialogue is the best part. But no, we go back real quick and we find the uh two of the guys that were trying to steal the Sonic Cannon last issue are getting gassed. And other guys are coming in and freaking all of a sudden they, they all turn into man bats. Love it. And we turn turns around, it's actually freaking um scarecrow. it's actually fear toxin and it's scarecrow.
0: Hell yeah.
1: So we've definitely got some more we got th- you know, between between Killer Croc, Man Bat, and Scarecrow, we've got some definite uh movie monster flair going on in this series so far. But there's an interesting little thing between him between Man Bat and Killer Croc while he's trying to get out, because he's still trapped on the ground, is that Killer Croc talks about how you know you're a monster when it suits you. You know, me—I'm always a monster.
0: The speed lines behind him, the anime speed lines behind him—I popped, man.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> I—I—and I, just drown him. And, and yeah. th- she takes him into the lake and tries to drown him in like two feet of water. <laughs> yeah. And freaking he breaks out and he's like, you know, you're not gonna cage me. And freaking, ends up grabbing Rick Flag and flying off with him. Dude, the the when he pops out, the way his his wings are like daggers,
0: just ready to destroy anything close to him, like a mm-hmm. wonderful. Everyone is thrown completely back, and we get boomerang, take back your toys.
1: <laughs> All right. Yep. Man. And he, he just makes him take them, right. He just makes him take him right out of his freaking wings, and then just. Punches him with his little tiny man bat hand. <laughs> no. Nope. And then yeah, he just leaves the entire Suicide Squad just there. And comes back and gets what he can from his lab and freaking takes off. Or he tries to take off. And then he gets hit in the back of the head by a mallet. And dragged up to the freaking top top flight of his house. You know. And next thing you know He's sitting in. A, he's sitting. In a, he's lying down on a couch, and good old his psychology psychiatrist Harley Quinn is there, asking who his healthcare provider is, so she can search. You know, trying to get through to him in a therapy session, That's which not, kind of made the whole thing wrap up rather well. I thought extremely well.
0: Great action-packed issue. Great inner dialogue. Everything with Man Bat just wants to. Just wants to be right, and we, but we don't get that dumbass. I'm crazy and kooky. Uh, Everybody are, love me, aren't I interesting? Here's my big titties. I'm Harley Quinn. Uh, like, <laughs> like the. I, I was really excited when they when I heard they were going to do Suicide Squad as a movie, but then I first see the first scene of the uh, first shot of Harley Quinn. She's got that daddy's little monster thing. I'm like, dude, like, don't. Don't talk down to me like that. Like, it, how many bitches at Comic Con are have this in a couple months? All of them.
1: <laughs> All of them, dude. You could buy the whole gear, the whole setup, and like freaking Hot Topic for fifty bucks. Booty shorts, t-shirt, little pudding necklace, whole nine, dude. Freaking ah. Uh, that's why I'm not. That's why I'm normally not a big Harley fan. Harley fan, which is. I turn around and then I freaking review freaking the dark night the freaking white knight Harley Quinns every month. Uh, they're they're actually good because they don't just freaking treat her like a dumb blonde. Completely. Ah, uh, so okay. So if all we all, all we review tonight. What's, what would be your uh, pick of the week?
0: Uh, I'm gonna say Berserker, 100. percent That was. I was expecting some movie god to do some bullshit comic, and no, no, he followed the formula. Like, it's not always bad to follow the formula. <laughs> like, you're, you're, yep. you're writing a Keanu story. You better give me the one, the chosen one. He's always the one, even in fucking Point Break. <laughs> he, yep. was the, he, was, he was the one, And but, like, never give me some fucking, like, pre human like all right, let's see where this goes i i I'm excited it, it didn't it and again, and I, this is I'm always gonna say it, it didn't feel like a cash grab, yeah I, I really think he just wanted to make a comic book the way he wanted to be in the band, his band didn't work out, but he still tried, he still kicked ass at it I saw the footage he wasn't a bad bass player. He's not a bad comic book writer. He's got the... the he's fallen a good formula. Like, hey, I'm not that good at doing what I'm doing, but, like, uh, let me have some people polish me up. Um, they expect the Keanu story, but we're going to give them that, that uh, extra spice at the end. And uh, I hope every comic store sells that fucking thousand goddamn comic books. <laughs>
1: well I mean with, that was a comics just to get one comic book signed by Keanu Reeves I mean at that point what do you do with it you can't uh, you, I mean you, you turn around and sell it cool but like then, then you're just you got the money and that's it right like, I, I just feel like it was like oh, i I've had a thousand issues for one autograph freaking book
0: shit man just find them on a like you can you the find them
1: like, yeah you could just stock them like a normal American that's... would and freaking you're fine. You did the same thing for you know five bucks.
0: What are you gonna do? You know, I, I hearken back to the uh, tales of uh, George from Muse telling me when he he he'll often say because he's been in the comic biz selling comics for a while about mm-hmm. how before before Man in Black number one came out with Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith, they couldn't give that comic book away.
1: Oh, yeah, I wouldn't doubt
0: it. They couldn't give that comic away. And then on another uh, end of the spectrum, uh, Fifty Shades of... uh, Fifty Days of Night. Fifty Shades of Night, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, The reason why that comic book is so rare is because when they were making that movie, the movie production bought every every issue of number one they could find, all all the original issues. They couldn't give them to the production crew, and they all got destroyed. Oh wow! They all got destroyed. Um, you know, Superman number one, Detective Comics, you know, first appearance of Batman. Those all got destroyed in bonfires uh, because delinquents read them, and they were saving the their their kids from being delinquents in the 50s so they what they like ran out on paying for a soda the local soda jerk like all right (laughs) um they're they're looking to ban gta uh in chicago in in illinois because uh obviously that's the reason why there's so much crime (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and, yeah, and I'm going off on a tangent here, but you you, you, you follow what I'm vibrating at, right?
1: Like it's, it's I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's just one of those things. Just uh, leave it alone. <laughs> yeah. What about your what,
1: what's yours, man? Man, I'll, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Suicide Squad for two reasons. Let's hear it. A, it freaking, it plays. It's an instant gratification off of Infinite Frontier with the freaking Arkham Asylum getting Joker gashed. And B, I'm really interested to see who they're going to throw in this in the next six issues to who they're going to solidify the squad around and who they're going to bring in and then just instantly kill off. Because I don't know... I don't know anything about any of these characters who isn't the Talon. But you care oh so I mean, Yeah, I'm real interested. Like I said... Three of them are already dead, and it's Issue 1. We've got Peacemaker, Peacemaker and Talon left. You know, are we, we going to get a Captain Boomerang in here? Are we going to get a Killer Croc? Are we going to get a Deadshot? Because Deadshot died originally, but maybe you know, maybe with the universe is coming back together, they're going to bring him back at some point.
0: Uh, hell, man, from the way they're going, man, I'm invested 100% in all these characters from uh, Future State. I don't care who they kill off. As long as they make it uh, part of a great story and give us some new characters. I mean, like, we, we've got how many jails in the the same fictitious state that Gotham is at? Give us some new people. Let's have yeah. some fucking fun. That was the point of Suicide Squad in the first place, man. Was some fun.
1: Yeah. Just throw all these random D-list villains together and see what the fuck happens. You know, maybe, maybe throw in an A-lister that's not just Harley Quinn
0: we got our our medium media eater we got John you said Con- Connor
1: Connor Kent we got Connor Kent in there freaking you know like i said we'll see what happens with it cuz i mean freaking by the by the time they'd gotten to the point with the freaking um in future state you had what parademon and there was a there was a wizard in there freaking black mana had been a member so i mean they've got some they got some interesting people i mean freaking I would definitely constitute Black Mana as at least a B-list supervillain, if not an A-lister. So, I mean, we see what happens with him. You know, we know how we know how it ends. Let's see how it begins. And I think that's kind of the most interesting part about it. Like we were saying earlier, it's kind of a little yeah. hint of Pulp Fiction in it. You know, we, we know where everybody ends up. Now we're going to freaking go backwards and find out how the hell it started.
0: You know that when uh, *Pulp Fiction* came out, a, a lot of pe- it won a bunch of Academy Awards. A lot of people were bitching that, like, "Oh my god, it's so disjointed! Like, I couldn't, I couldn't piece it together." And Tarantino said, "If this was a novel, you wouldn't have a fucking problem with it." the 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 format it's presented in, like, you just weren't used to it, and you you just hated it because you were challenged. Like. Mm-hmm. But if it was a novel where I can skip back and forth, go through time, 80 million years, add some space aliens here. He didn't specifically say that, but that was his point. Um, you'd be fine with it. it you'd have no yeah. problem. But I want more interesting characters. And I think Suicide Squad, exactly. Uh, great great pick, brother. Like if we get more characters, great New characters that are in prison and have a great story to tell, or how they got there, and why they're part of the Suicide Squad and what they're fighting for. Um, that's why people read comics. Uh, nope. What are you fighting for? How can it relate to you? I'm going to worry about you from month to month, or week bi-weekly to bi-weekly. Um,
1: oh. Just yeah, there's, there's that. Plus, there's the whole thing. Are we going to get? You know, are they going to eventually build up that freaking the Justice Squad? You know, that was what Connor was a part of in Future State, you know, with him and uh, Hypnotic Woman. I think the Talon, apparently, because Talon was part of that. He was part of Justice Squad. He wasn't part of Suicide Squad. So does he jump at some point, or is that a Talon from a different Earth?
0: Fuck it, let's have some fun.
1: You know, and then we had the, the Flash with no legs. So, I mean, there's a million different things they could do with this, so let's see what Let's see what the hell happens. But I'm definitely along for the ride.
0: It's my uh, favorite line from a. Uh, did you ever watch Speed Racer by the Wachowskis? The movie? Yeah. No, I did not. You, you. you I'll, I'm gonna lend it to you. It's one of my. Fa- it's one of my favorite movies. I, I, I watch. It's, it's my. I'm not in a good mood and I want to cheer up. Movie. There's. So much going on in the story, and we get racer. They meet Racer Rex, and obviously, you're my brother. And I'm not your brother. Rex is dead, and he's and you know he's got a different face. And they reveal at the end when he wins the big Grand Prix. uh, You you want to go down with the family, and like, but they do the flashback scene where he's like, "You're you're my brother. I know. Like like I know you're my brother." And he takes his mask off and. not your brother but I know you're gonna change everything and I just hope I'm there to see it and that's one of the best parts about everything that's happened in the comic books just in general man like like isn't it so vindicating when they push a story in a movie that you were so invested in yeah yeah Like, 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 I called it. I called it. Like, and you immediately go to your boxes. Like, here they are. Like, like, like a 12-year-old kid. Like, I knew it. I knew this would be good. I told everyone about this. No one listened to me. Uh, Or, or, or or you you call your buddy that did listen to you. (laughs) Like, this happened. And, and great part about comic books, great part about storytelling, no matter what format. And. Damn, that was a shitload of comics, man. We got a lot done yeah, tonight. This we is about
1: do- Yeah, we did freaking we did more so than we normally do.
0: Yeah, and uh, I was like I think
1: originally you were like we're gonna do like th- I'm gonna do like three issues. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And we we got commentary done tonight, man. Uh it's a it's it's a good feeling to keep pushing that limit, man, like
1: Yeah definitely earned our cake tonight. Yeah, we did, man.
0: But uh that's all I got <laughs> for tonight, man. You got anything left?
1: Ah, man, I think we're good. Shoot. About freaking 1:30 in the morning.
0: Shit, yeah. yeah we, uh, I I got to get I got to get up at like fucking 6.
1: <laughs> oh, you're crazy.
0: Nah, it's fine. we fine. going to head to the gym and then go to work. Gotta nice. Get, gotta get to work early. I uh, got some training to do and just push that limit, man. Uh, guys, uh, we've got uh, spring tag coming up here. It's Colorado Springs Wrestling, Wrestling uh, coming up on the on the 20th of this month. Uh, I, I I put out like 24 flyers for it. <laughs> nice. I uh, gave everyone their own little little shine, little rub. Main main thing um, got some great response to it. Can't wait to see you and Tristan just kicking ass at, uh, Springtide, uh... That'd be great. Gorilla, Gorilla's the best, man. (laughs) Watching you you guys shine, watching everything, man. But, guys, minefielders, again, uh, hit us up with some emails. It's, uh, Colin and Josh at com. I set it up for, uh, I met Tony, so don't think I left them out on purpose. Um, hit us up on Facebook,
1: uh... It's nice for saying I'm the Stephanie Brown of the group. I don't <laughs> know just left behind.
0: Nah, you never left behind. No, you, no you, you, you're the, uh, let's see, you're the Fergie of the Black Beast.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Eat my humps out of this kind, sir.
0: I uh, I will promise not to talk you about your humps out this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You <laughs> can't even say that with it's straight face. No, at least
0: like <laughs> this. This is somewhat dangerous. <laughs> this transmission <laughs> is over. This is insane. <laughs> <laughs>